Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Across from me, returning after a month off, is Lloyd Johnson. My dude, and sitting to my left is Rami Brown. Rami Brown, first time guest. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? Doing good. Uh, so you guys work together. You and uh, Lloyd and a uh, past guest, Thomas Claggett, all work at the zoo. Yeah. Right. So you, all, you guys all work like security, or or you work in the commissary, right? Yeah, they, yeah, they, they work in the commissary. We're we're in the commissary. commissary. Yeah. So Lloyd's designed a bunch of the cakes and stuff like that. Like he's designed a Fiona cake. Yeah, Lloyd's the cake boss. <laughs> Lloyd's the cake. But what's your specialty? Um. I just keep, try to keep everybody together, and you know. he keeps the bosses from driving us crazy. Yeah, <laughs> he I really try. does, man. Like he's he's uh, he's like that uh, the Steven Seagal on a movie <laughs> blocking shit from hitting us, kicking everybody ankles, man. Straight up, just doing your best, doing the best you can. <laughs> so yeah, it's um, it's fun, man. Working with these guys. I mean, I've been knowing them for a while anyway. Um, through different avenues, and I met Lloyd and Mike when I got there. They was working across the way from me, so I would always see him and Mike. He always had, I mean, that, that dude was the glasses <laughs> guy, man. He always had a different pair of glasses on. So I was like, man, where is this dude getting these glasses from? And it's like our buddy Phil, our buddy Phil Pointer, he just has like one pair of glasses. And he just got bifocals for the first time. Oh, Philly oh, boy. Yeah. I love Philly boy. Not oh, like man. the word bifocals. He, he gives a, before the pandemic, he would give a bunch of stand-up comics like a vape pen. Yeah. Like he would just, he has his own vape pen and he just gives it to like every fucking comic, myself included. I would just take, like, massive hits of it and go on stage and, like, open mics and just be in yeah, kind yeah. of the days. It's fun. I think it's time we give you the edibles on this one. <laughs> the, oh, the little caramel things? Yeah. No comment. <laughs> About 45 <laughs> minutes in, Alex got real laughy. Oh, messed up. <laughs> I'm usually a pretty laughy person, but that just took it into overdrive. Yeah, it was a good one. I still have yet to eat the uh, the mushrooms that you gave me. The uh, Yeah, they go good on a pizza. They're they're great, um, regular non illegal mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. Do the do the regular non illegal mushrooms expire? No, I keep them in your freezer. Keep, I've kept them in the freezer the whole time. You'll be good then. I had a girl over one night and I showed her the mushrooms. So I'm like, these things look like really shriveled. Let's not have them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway, so how you been, man? 
<laughs> I've been good, man. I, uh, I'll get to this in a little bit. I got some ad reads to do, but I just, uh, I'm on the negative side of a positive COVID diagnosis. Congratulations. And I'm on the negative side of a negative COVID. Congratulations, Congratulations. on staying socially distanced and wearing your mask. And well, I missed 14 days of work because I was around a bunch of people that tested positive. I missed 14 days of work because I tested positive. I'm well, doing good now. Vacations either way, right? Yeah, no. but no, I, I didn't get paid, so it was <laughs> yeah, an unpaid vacation, which really sucked. Yeah, I'm used to having, uh, so on top of working at the zoo, I do a lot of side work with uh, doing electric stuff. I, I, I'm used to having that money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And all of a sudden, it was like, oh, shit, I can't. They didn't give you any paid time off? No, the zoo the zoo did. I I, I took time there. That's, but uh, the the side work stuff, like not having that extra money to spend on, like, you know, eating Grubhub every night instead of oh, fucking yeah. cooking. Dude, I had, like, fucking... <laughs> So, like, when I would do DoorDash over um, over quarantine, it's like Chipotle was, like, twice as expensive as if you would just would have just gone there because you have, like, the delivery fee and the tip to the driver and the taxes and shit. It's, like, 18 bucks for, like, a bowl and chips. Yeah, well, don't buy Chipotle. It's gross. You're not a Chipotle I like guy? Chipotle. I don't like, uh, I, I can't eat cilantro. Oh, tastes like fucking dish soap to me, and everything at Chipotle. Has... Honestly, every time I go to Chipotle now, I think about you. I'm like, Lord, don't eat this because of the cilantro. Like I was there the first time I went, I was just like, all right, well, I'll just try and avoid cilantro. There's no avoiding it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they put it in the fucking drink fountain. <laughs> like the whole place smells like it to me. Like I walked in, like, why? Why is this in the rice? It's in the. Do you have a Do you have a burrito place of choice or? Um. I'm more of a taco. Like, I'll, I'll, okay. Django's like a weekly thing for me. Okay. Uh, the Hamilton downstairs, they have some tacos. My buddy Dustin, who's I love the Hamilton. living with me, he uh, he's cooking downstairs. I heard about that today. So I was like, yeah, you left him some. So I'm like, the Hamilton. He like, yeah, the, the little spot over there. Are they going to do shows anytime soon or no? Yeah, I'm gonna once all this clears up, I'm gonna start trying to do like one a month. Yeah, are you gonna book Stewart again? I'm gonna try to. Yeah, I just I I don't have the same connection because the person that I yeah. used to use to get a hold of them is, uh, I guess not so close with him right now. Yeah. We're just a bunch of creatives. You know, speaking of, uh, speaking of a bunch of creatives, how about that segue? No, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Um, but at the end of May, armchair, armchair media, <coughs> our sponsor, shout out to our podcast daddies. Shout out. Thank Andrew, you. Shout out Andrew Stevens for being just the overall best. Uh, at the end of May, Armchair Media signed off on a year-long network sponsorship deal, allowing the company to grow our podcast and video network into new local sports communities. Uh, following the senseless murders of Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, and countless other black community members at the hands of police officers, we want to ensure... Fuck the police! Black Lives Matter. <laughs> black Lives Matter, man. Um, black... I felt kiss-assy, and I feel real weird. Nah, you good, man. Um... Uh, we want Ronnie to ensure- just gave Alex a black pass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we want to. Uh, we want to. Uh, we want to ensure we do what we can to make a tangible impact on those communities as we grow. Armchair Media will be issuing four five hundred dollars scholarships per semester to aspiring black creatives. If you've ever been dismissed as having an unrealistic career path, if you've ever butted heads with parents or teachers because they don't recognize exactly what you want to do with your life. If you have feared uh, to express yourself or put your work into the world due Why, to potential man? backlash, we strongly encourage you to apply. 
We recognize that there are creatives out there who may have bypassed college to pursue other avenues, who didn't get into college because their passions didn't translate to collegiate testing, or who did not have access to the financial means to pay for college. This is why there are only three requirements for eligibility. Black creative, uh, under the age of 21, and you must submit a project such as graphic design, photography, writing, audio or video, uh, journalism and creative writing, etc., to scholarship at armchairallamericans.com. Again, what was that again? Scholarship at armchair. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. AllAmericans.com. Oh, that sounds like that's a great fucking awesome. Yeah, that's that's dope. That's dope. Yeah, just no. That's, I'm I'm glad they're doing something like that, man. On top of just supporting podcasts and letting people yeah. like do creative things in general, to actually focus it on where they where there is such a need for it. That's that's fantastic. hundred percent, man. Absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat> ah, fuck. Yeah, those are the screams I used to make when I would so cut myself work. shaving before I knew about Manscaped. Won't stop. Thank you, Manscaped, for turning God. into my <laughs> for turning my loud shrieks into multiple peaks. Um, you guys ever? Uh, oh boy. Uh, so men start taking notes because Manscaped accidents are finally a thing of the past. So smooth. <laughs> the Manscaped. <laughs> Why'd you point to your neck for Manscaped? Yeah, they're coming up in the world. they got legit commercials now. They're literally now. coming up in the world. <laughs> uh, the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 has... Right up the taint of the ball. <laughs> <laughs> the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 has been beautifully designed to reduce... Follow the Harry Prick Road. Those... <laughs> <laughs> Follow the Harry Prick Road. <laughs> All the way to the Hershey Highway. <laughs> oh, boy. The Manscaped... Oh, I ruined it. Uh... The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 has been beautifully designed to reduce those painful nicks and tugs. This is their third generation trimmer featuring advanced skin safe technology so you can keep your bad boys nice and smooth. The Manscaped engineering team. Uh, Lloyd, are you okay, by the way? Barely. <laughs> the ma- we'll figure something out. Uh, can, uh, Rami, can you call like. Just like an ambulance or just. Uh, just put some ice on him. The Manscaped. Dirt on it. The Manscaped engineering team obsesses over technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience, and they spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. When Rami, I, Rami uses one, and I can attest he has a beautiful thigh beard. Nice. That's right. You know, this, he shows it off at work a lot. It's, it's work Is that harassment? or Not if I like it. Yeah, it's called harassment because harassment a lot to me. 
It's a dumb joke, I've always said. <clears throat> and you don't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for good reason. Uh, when I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. The water-resistant technology allows you to shave in the shower, too. One of the coolest features is the... It wouldn't shave in the shower? No. That'll, I mean, it could clog up the drain. I mean, you can shave in the shower. It's dangerous to have an electric item. Oh, yeah. Getting it in in the shower. I usually shave with a toaster. In the shower? Uh, I have have an electric appliance in the shower with me, but it's not. (laughs) It's just... Whoa. Oh, boy. We're not even going to try to address what Lloyd's talking about here. Um... The water-resistant technology allows you to shave in the shower, too. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud, because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. So many people uh, have written stories about how the lawnmower 3.0 has changed their lives, they even included pics so I could see the smoothest for myself, and they aren't kidding. You need to try this out for yourself. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Uh, get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com, and use the code armchair. Your balls will thank you. Thanks, Daddy. Oh, thanks, Dad. Hey, Lloyd, you feeling better? <coughs> Trying to, yeah. I'm. Uh, I got the. I got the bleeding to stop. Yeah, if so, you are feeling better. 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 Bet. Bet online. That was a hell of a segue. Uh, there is no shortage of action going on with our partners over at BetOnline.ag. Uh, the sports world, this is the last one, by the way, for now. Uh, the sports world is slowly making its way back with the NBA announcing its return in late July. But right now, Woo. UFC, boxing, NASCAR, um, Confederate flag free NASCAR, and international <laughs> soccer have all resumed play, and Bet Online has the best odds and lines for their upcoming games and matches. Need more? Bet Online has simulated <clears throat> NFL, NBA, and UFC happening live every day for our devout gamblers to check out. BetOnline also offers hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and the best props in the business. Visit BetOnline.ag on your computer or mobile device and join now to receive your welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag, your online wagering experts. <clears throat> money we made up it! During COVID. Yeah. The what? I said, get your money up during COVID. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, because like when I got when I came down with it, I was like, I uh, I was at work when I found out. Because my buddy Danny texted me. He said, hey, I just found out I tested positive for COVID. And I'm like, oh, shit. Because I, I was working for my dad at the time. So I was like, I, I had to put on gloves and just keep my distance because I, I could have it. And then when I went home that night, I felt like kind of hypochondriatic. Yeah. And then the next morning I woke up, I had like kind of a mild fever and like body aches. And, oh. and um, there was one more symptom. I forget what it was. Um, Tingly balls. Oh, yeah, there was that, too. That's just normal. Oh, yeah. That that's... just happens from fucking too much. <laughs> uh, not during this pandemic. Not, no, man. It's, it's been rough. But I had to take off two weeks of work, and I missed out on, like, <clears throat> a decent chunk of change. But I, I found out, like, uh, about a week ago that you can donate convalescent plasma, mm. which pays real well. I think it's because the convalescent plasma has <laughs> the COVID antibodies in it. Yeah. 
so I can just donate those and they can help like either find a cure or a vaccine or something like that. So I'm feeling yeah, turn a I'm, negative into a positive. Turning well, I turned a positive into a negative into a positive. <laughs> Man, I'm just Do you know anyone that had it? Actually my mom had got it. Really? Yeah, a little she, early. Is she doing better? She's fine now. Um she works at um what is that, Christ Hospital. Oh, okay. And um this was around a little I think late March. Oh, so when it like first started. Yeah, she Fuck, um, dude. she called me and they sent her home at first, um, because she said she wasn't feeling well, and then she got tested like two days later. Uh, her results came back. She had it. She quarantined. Um, I dropped stuff off to her every day. Called That's her, awesome. Yeah, three four times a day. But she was actually good. Like she had maybe one day that was just kind of rough for her. But yeah. other than that, like she, it got to a point where she was like, "Stop calling." I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I you was know? like. Like, my mom called me every day. I'm like, Mom, lay yeah. off. I'm fine. I mean, you know, it's serious, man. You know, it's, you know. a, it's a serious thing. Like, the Sunday after, like, my symptoms kind of shot up. Yeah. Like, my my temperature went from, like, 90, like, normal to, uh, it went from, like, pretty, went from a pretty normal temperature to, like, 99.8. And I'm like, oh, shit, this is, like, when it's going to go down. Were you, like, sweating and stuff? Not really. Yeah. I wasn't really sweating all that much. I was just like I was hot. I was like tired and groggy and but but I was told by my mom <clears throat> I might just put this in my act because the joke did well with Phil Pointer. But uh my mom told me uh to drink Gatorade, quote, like it's my job. Drink Gatorade like it's my job. So basically I would drink Gatorade while frantically deleting my internet history. <laughs> And, and going, meh, 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 meh. <laughs> the, the crowd doesn't know that yet. He's a DJ. He's a DJ. The crowd doesn't know that. Wicked, wicked, G, DJ, G, 2. <laughs> How long did it take for you to get tired of drinking the Gatorade? No, I, I, I didn't really get tired of it. It was oh. like Gatorade. I also had body armor. I love body armor. I'm a big body armor guy. I love body armor. Mike, he, he got me hip today. He came to work with him a few times. I was like, let me try one of these out. And, uh. I get one every, like, two days now. Yeah, at my gym, uh, Crunch and Oakley, shout out. Um, I had a Body Armor Light Berry Punch today. Yeah. Oh, man, it was so good. I don't think I've tried that one yet. Oh, it was very good. I like the sweeter flavors and not, like, the, like, the pineapple or the orange. I like orange mango. The orange mango is my favorite. Oh, I like that one a lot. I like the fruit, I like the, like, the fruit punch ones, like, fruit punch, blueberry, stuff like that. I have to be yeah. careful with anything that has artificial sweeteners in it because a lot of them give me migraines. So I don't drink body armor. Oh, you're missing it. Body armor light doesn't Did have it give you a migraine? Uh, the first one I drank, I found out I had a bunch of whatever, the one artificial sweet. I found that out by the fact that I came home and had a pretty Just violent a headache. painful migraine? Damn. <clears throat> yeah, I, uh, I remember one time I, I fucked up and drank a Diet Sun Kiss because the can looks exactly the same, <laughs> except for a tiny little, little thing light. in the corner <laughs> that says Diet. And uh, yeah, I, I just housed the whole thing and then was sipping out of another one before I saw the Diet thing. And then oh. I got home like three hours later and I literally I had a pillow over my head, no lights on in the fucking house. Yeah. I was trying to listen to a podcast like on real low volume, and every time the guy like spoke a little bit louder, uh, I'm like screaming at the speaker in my room as if he uh, could hear me. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like drinking the diet anything is worse than the regular version. Yeah, it's it has so many artificial sweeteners. Yeah, and... well, I just I, I just have that you know dumb luck of just uh, the artificial sweeteners give me 
fucking real bad headaches. Like they're they're pretty gnarly. Yeah. I gave up soda entirely <coughs> uh, in 2013, and it's one of the best decisions I've ever made. Yeah, I didn't drink it for. I didn't Good drink. for you, man. It's hard. <laughs> it was real hard at first, but then I'm like, I gave it up. I was. I had just turned 21. Yeah. And I'm like, these are the hottest years of my life, and I don't want to spend them. Because I used to be way fatter. I was like, yeah. And I, I don't want to spend them, like, not banging anyone. <laughs> no, when I was younger, I was. Uh, enough motivation to quit soda. When, yeah. I, when I was. Before my health had the issues that I have now to deal with, uh, I was very into kickboxing, jujitsu. Yeah. And uh, you said so you, the, I used to be. The training you worked with work with uh, Marcus Hunt. Yeah, yeah. One of the guys that uh, used to train with us every once in a while worked for Ignition. He would come to jujitsu classes with us, and <clears throat> he would tell us stories about some of like the Bengals players and stuff. And he was talking about Marcus Hunt being six foot eight and doing a standing backflip. Damn! I saw a guy a video of a guy doing a standing double backflip. Shit, that's absurd. It was unbelievable. He like. Like, when he landed, he, like, squatted down. He was like, oh, shit. And he was just, like, running around celebrating. I found it on Reddit. It's fucking great. I think it was the, the subreddit was next <coughs> fucking level. Yeah, that's... Uh, like, I have that a... Springs a, in his damn legs. I have a friend who does, like, 50-inch box jumps. Oh, okay. Like, you just, like... It's a little bit That's, like, what? A little over three feet, then? Uh, that's over four feet. Four feet. Yeah. Four foot two. That's, like, a... It's a whole person. Yeah, well, his girlfriend's like four foot nine, so <laughs> he's like seven inches from being able to jump on her head. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fun little trick. Yeah, he, it's it's absurd because he like in uh, gotta have in, an escape plan. <laughs> jump right over. It. <laughs> he's that dude. Like if there's a if there's a hotel fire and he's going down the stairs, he's just gonna jump over everybody and <laughs> he'll be all right. Like it's fucking great. Kind of lost my train of thought here because it's like ten thirty right now, and, we're <laughs> and he's all... playing with that magnificent hair he's growing. I have so much hair. I just, I. Just... What's last I like you're saying? Like that? I like you gonna let it keep going? I'm, I am gonna let it keep going. Right. I'm like... gonna get him on my team. I'm gonna have him donate it when it's donate to Locks of Love. <clears throat> well, I don't do Locks of Love, but but yeah. Uh, what do you do? Um, there's a pro a program through Pantene that I usually. Oh, okay. <clears throat> just because they're yeah. They they do it all as a charity. Whereas Locks of Love, uh, they had someone take over for a little while that was actually like charging people and whatever. Now they're back to doing it how they used to. So I guess I shouldn't say anything negative about them. They're they're, they're doing it right again. But yeah, you uh you said you was pretty close, right? Last time we we kind of talked about this. You said yeah, you I, I keep I keep debating it, but are you like holding hold up? I uh I don't want to get haircuts, man. I hate it. <laughs> really. I mean, I, I you know I, I can't have people board. touch me, right? Yes, like, yes. We haircuts are people touching your face, touching your head. It's not a good putting thing. putting their gross boobs against your shoulder. <laughs> Don't talk about Joe that way. <laughs> oh, Joe Mesa, I love that guy. I do too. He's just one of the best human beings I've ever oh, met in my life. Oh, he's the best. Now, he's like, up, he's like in his mid. He is a handsome motherfucker. For he's just a beautiful little koala bear. And his bo- and his fiance Mike is quite possibly one of my favorite human. Oh, beings. I love Mike. Uh, Helensky's just he works I, at, uh, in my phone. He is Polish pimp Mike motherfucking Helensky. <laughs> Polish pimp. What am I in your phone? <laughs> uh, shit. Be I, honest. No, now you're just Alex. Uh, and before on my contacts, uh, 
you were Alex, it's okay, Schubert. Because <laughs> <laughs> the first couple of times we were talking about stuff, like, I kept bringing up, like, I, I remember I asked you whether or not you were on the spectrum. Yeah. And I was like, I don't mean to be offensive or whatever. You're like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. And you said like six times. So that's how I put you on my phone the first time was Alex, it's okay, Schubert. <laughs> He's just clearing that up because I was going to ask him, what is the it's okay part about? The only person I have that's not like their straight up name is our friend John Holmes. Um, and I have it as ignore this number. It's probably spam. Uh, in my phone, he is Comrade John Holmes. <laughs> Big fan of the CCCP. Yeah, he's uh, he's Comrade John Holmes. Uh, Rami was in my phone as Rami. I'm not J Cole Brown because <laughs> of the roots. Well, though we had that conversation about J Cole the day I got your phone number. From oh yeah, you, and we were talking about J Cole back and forth. And oh just, yeah, you're yeah. like, well, not like I'm J Cole, and I was like, I didn't think you were. Yeah. <laughs> like, J. Cole, I will say, he has my favorite verse and one of my favorite workout songs. It's a Down Bad by Dreamville. Yeah. Oh, it's one of my favorite workout songs. And he has, I've tried to rap it a few times. I'm, like, okay at it. I'm not very good. But Yeah, that, that song got a lot in it. Oh, it's got it's got all of them. I mean, it's got, all, obviously, all of Dreamville in it. Yeah. But I, J. Cole I, just rips it. I, I feel like I haven't listened to that album enough. I, I haven't listened to it at all. But I, I, I've listened to Down Bad just a fucking shit time. But yeah, Down Bad, that's that. a dope song. <laughs> oh, it's a great song. Just, I, I really like Boss. I um, learned who he was, of course, by listening to J. Cole. I, I just like what they got going on over there. It's, it's authentic. Yeah, because there's so much, like, future knockoffs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're all trying to be... They're all trying it's to be future. Other, <laughs> it's the whole, whole mumble rap game. Oh, man. And you got such great people who... Like, Joyner mocking mumble rap was... Joyner Lucas is fucking great. Lucky You is one of my favorite workout songs, too. Uh, everything he's done, even the way he's put his stuff out, like putting one song out at a time instead of a whole album. Oh, yeah. It, he, it's brilliant. It's, his his songs, too, they, they, they come out with substance to them. Yeah. You know I mean, like, he ain't just... You can tell it's well thought like out. The videos. The, his yeah. And now, uh, like... Yeah, he's made jokes about Will Smith in the past, but like Will Smith's one of the biggest idols, and he made a song about Will Smith, and then Will Smith—that's a big Jaden actually. Jaden Smith sent it to Will, like this is my buddy Joiner. He made a song about, it, and Will recorded a, a, a what, not a response track, but like a track to go like a, a his version of it. Okay, and it's 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 beautiful. It's 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 like you see. Will Smith gives him like the recognition, like, "Hey, don't." Yeah, it was like him saying thanks for the big ups, and then he was giving big ups to other people, you know. And uh, it, it's, I mean, I was I was excited to hear the song just because Will Smith was kind of somebody I liked growing up. I wouldn't say he was one of my favorite rappers, but anything he made, I was like, "Oh, you know." I mean, I mean, I mainly knew him from Fresh Prince of Bel- reruns of Fresh Prince of Bel Air because yeah. I was I wasn't really on. When I was like really watching TV, that wasn't like you know Barney or Wheel of Fortune. I had a weird childhood. (laughs) 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 I was forced to watch Barney a few times, so it's okay. Uh, Luckily, my kid didn't go through the Barney phase. She was more of a she liked Lord of the Rings. She really liked Gollum. That does not surprise me about Lily. (sighs) My kids the. 
She's we've talked she's about her so, best. We were talking That's about her really like before is. the podcast and how she roasted me for being a DJ. It pays the bills. You know what? But, Shut up. <laughs> but how fucking funny is she? She's like, the funniest. Like not just like in a I'm her dad, so I'm pro-, like she's made me genuinely like drool on myself laughing. <laughs> With some of the shit she said, she's so fucking clever. It's it's. I'm always she's, impressed. Like she like graduated a year early, like and still at the second top of the in class. her class. Yeah. That's nuts, dude. I mean, granted, it's in Florida, so yeah. I was gonna say, it's got some wits about it, man. But she roasted our friend Kyle for wearing a goddamn <laughs> nose ring. I remember that nose ring too. Yeah, just her her. She's got timing. She could she do stand up. Yes, I think she could, and I I try to encourage her to, and she's like, well, I think I'd rather write for, like, a show or something than that, like, just how she stand sees up, it. Stand-up, like, because, <clears throat> like, I've been doing stand-up for a while, and, like, stand-up, like, elevates your writing in general. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, your passion. I mean, it could be, like, something you enjoy doing, but it doesn't have to be, like, this is what I want to do, and if you do stand-up, it could... It could teach you to write for like shows. It could teach you. It teach you. It teaches you joke writing, right? And I, I, I wouldn't put it past her that it might be something she does at some point. Oh, I, I for sure. I remember uh, at one point she got in trouble at school, and she called me to tell me she was in trouble. <laughs> but she was so excited about what she was in trouble for, and she like she knew I wasn't going to be mad because it was uh, we were watching a Chad Daniels special oh, the on YouTube. And uh, he has a bit about how AIDS is, if you get AIDS, and it's not from a blood transfusion or you weren't born with it, it's your fault. Um, <laughs> so her class, this is my daughter in, like I think, sixth grade. Um, her class was trying to pick a charity to do a fundraiser for. Yeah. And one of the girls in her class was like, oh, we should do it for the AIDS, da, da, da. And Lily went animal, because, you know, she went like the, the you know, South America animal relief fund or whatever her thing at the moment was and this other girl was like well i think we should do it for the aids foundation today and she goes no animals didn't do anything to deserve what's happened to them <laughs> and the girl's like what do you mean you think people did something to deserve aids and she goes well if you didn't get it from a blood transfusion or <laughs> born with it it's your fault <laughs> and God just basically went chad daniels on this girl you almost sure it is and uh it was she called me she was so excited <laughs> to tell me because she knew I wasn't going to be like, well, you're wrong. Like, She knew I was going to have to be on her side just from a logic standpoint. That it it was a very proud moment for me to hear her like, hey, I'm in trouble, but wait till you hear why. <laughs> God, I want to have, like, because I, I so badly want to be a dad someday, but I also want to have that kid that's just a badass and so goddamn funny. <clears throat> And just and like the classic Chad Daniels line that you've referenced so many times, like I've sharpened the stick, I know how it pokes. Right, and that's <laughs> I, I've used that term in reference good, Lily because good, uh... it's, there's no better way to say it. Like some of my comic friends and stuff that have been over are like, "Oh, should I tone it around? Should I tone it down around Lily? Should I, like should I like watch what I say around her?" And I'm like, "You should watch what you give her to work with." <laughs> and Alex can attest to this. Yes, she, very personally, <laughs> she will pin you to the wall. She uh, she will hold her own with anyone I've ever met and and busting balls. She and has a calm but aggressive good, delivery. Good thing she, I don't say much. 
But yeah, she's uh she gosh, she's something else. Yeah, her graduation, uh they she's in Florida, so they actually had a real graduation. <clears throat> and uh yeah, she she had I guess missed a couple too many days of school or whatever to be recognized with the awards or whatever, but she was Okay. Right at the top of her class for even graduating a year early still. So of all the things that's I've done and good. fucked up horribly, that's that's one I can I you passed on someone. That's like so fucking funny and so I and have a I have a big head, but I can find find tiny hooks on which to hang my hat. <laughs> that's and, you're, a, and you're a proud papa. Yeah, it's a Stanhope reference. Just I know I stole it. From who? Stanhope. Oh, of course. My mom actually hung out because Stanhope came to go bananas one night and my mom got like plastered and was hanging out with him. And uh, it was like her, my mom, my stepdad, and Stanhope and Bingo, which is Stanhope's um, girlfriend, wife? Girlfriend. Girlfriend. It's like kind of an Oprah and Stedman <laughs> kind of thing. Sorry, I just stepped on something. Yeah, it's kind of like an Oprah and Stedman kind of thing. It's like a it's a spiritual relationship. Well, they didn't, neither one of them are real... I mean... I love Bingo to death. Like, me and her get along really well. And uh, I've met her a handful of times, and, and she's always just been one of the most amusing. She's got a very interesting brain. I'll put it that yes. way. It's, so, it's broken, but in a great way. That's what most comics are, just broken. One of my favorite jokes I've ever heard was from a guy named Grant Gordon. He lives out in L.A. He said, a comedian is the last job robots will ever replace. <laughs> Because no engineer would ever build anything as broken as a comedian. That's one of my favorite jokes I've ever heard. That's a great joke. It's no so good. I, I heard it. Uh, I did a show in Chicago. I did a show in Chicago, and I just fucking lost it from the back room. I saved it. I came at, I came across him on Facebook. I'm like, dude, I, rem- I still think about that joke constantly. <clears throat> uh, I think it's... I might be misquoting, but I think it's Junior Stopka. Okay, he's stand-up's feature, right? One of stand-up's He features. has been, but he's, I mean, he's on his own. He's just, if you ever get a chance to see Junior, he's... I've seen, I've seen Junior Stopka, like, back in the day, but he's fantastic. He's, he, he wanted just, I want to use the term visceral, but that sounds like I'm trying to be smarty pants guy, but okay. like, it's just that every joke is, you know where it came from, you can almost smell it on him, if that makes sense. Like, Yeah. You can tell like, like the personal he, aspect of everything. Like he earned his jokes, if that makes sense. Yeah. And uh, he had one talking about like agents. And he was like, you couldn't replicate what you have to do to somebody to make them an agent. I'm pretty sure it was him doing that joke, and it was so good. He's it might have been DJ Dangler, but I'm pretty oh, sure DJ's it was Junior DJ's one of the sharpest God damn, dudes. he's such a good joke writer. It's, uh, what was his opening joke that was so fucking funny? It's, uh, uh so, uh, I went to a, I went to get a haircut, and I told the, the lady cutting my hair, I told her, make me look sexy! And she just started drinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that day I, I, I didn't know who he was the first time I saw him, and after, like, I had to walk up... It's not often I feel the need to like walk somewhere like, hey, dude, crushed it. Like, he's funny. He's so good. He's such a good joke writer. Yeah. So, so back to Stanhope and my mom. My mom got pl- 
plastered when hanging with Stanhope. But uh, I believe it was McLevy's at the time. So Stanhope like leaned over to I forget who it was, but she went, "Is this bitch on ecstasy right now?" <laughs> so uh, I say, next time Stanhope's in town, yes, we get your mom some ecstasy. Yes. Oh, do you have access to it? You don't. You don't um, have to answer that. I'm gonna say no. <laughs> I see what I, I hear. I have something in my eye. <laughs> but um, I think I think that's how we should handle that. Yeah, Rami, who are your favorite comics, man? Are you uh, a stand-up guy at all? I like comedy. Um, I'm not <laughs> um, as into it as Lloyd is, so I, I kind of ask him a lot of questions about the guys he shows me, but. Um, I would say Dave Chappelle for sure. Of course. Did you see the 846 thing he did? I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched like literally like the last oh, 30, 40 seconds. Oh, no. So I need to, I need to go so back good. and watch that. Um, I'm trying to blame. I need to go back and watch more show like, uh, sketches. Corey. Yeah, Corey Holcomb. Um, okay. I feel like he's an older guy. Um, he's not mid-range. Okay. What's uh, Hannibal Burris? I like Hannibal. He's the guy that outed Bill Cosby. Also, just another amazing joke, right? Yeah, yeah. Thank Hannibal, he, he just got that like dry sense of humor to me. Like it's just, he's just funny. The main thing I remember him from was the the Eric Andre show. He, he was oh, so man. good on that. Yeah, but I I I love I loved Hannibal Burris from the first set of his I saw it was just like a ten minute set he did. I, I think it was a Laughing Skull, maybe, but it was online. That club is amazing. <clears throat> yeah, Laughing Skull Atlanta. Atlanta is. It's, it's just a beautiful setup. It's it, it's it works so well for comedy. It's, it's I forget what the the restaurant is like <coughs> that you walk through to get to the club, but I asked him like, "How do you get to the club?" And part of the directions, I swear to God, take a left at the penis. <laughs> There's like a giant penis sculpture in the restaurant, and then you just take a left out, you go downstairs, and you're fucking in the Laughing Skull. I adore that club. But yeah, it was what? just a little ten minute clip of his, and as soon as I saw it, I went, "That's a Chicago guy." Oh, a hundred percent. Like, like he's, him, he's got Kinane, T.J. Miller. They're all Chicago guys. Yeah, Bronger. Uh... Oh, I, Matt Bronger is one of the nicest people I met because yeah. I did a. I had a guest spot for him in Dayton last year. He's his shovel fighter joke is is one of the greatest things. Like Matt Bronger is one of those underrated comedians there is. Yeah, uh, him, Rory Scovel, and Matt uh, Bronner. Kurt Bronner. Kurt Bronner. God damn it! I said I was about to say Matt Bronner. Uh, yeah, Kurt Bronner. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, uh, I I saw three of them together, Dude. and I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" Right, like. It, it like almost overwhelmed me because Scoville closed it. Scoville's one of the funniest. People and he was wearing up. a shirt that was way too small for him. <laughs> Never addressed it at all in the entire set. That his like belly button and lower stomach are hanging <laughs> out, and he just goes on and does that very. If you don't know who Roy Scoville is, he's he's got his own brand of brand. comedy. Yeah, <clears throat> very very silly 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 fella, but. Yeah, that show was so good. He literally has a special called Rory on Netflix called Rory Scovel tries stand up for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Eleven years into his comedy career. Oh, he's 
he's legitimately one. And just <coughs> midway through, he just randomly interviews Jack White. <laughs> he's an odd, odd cookie, but, but he is so goddamn funny. funny. Who else do you like besides like Chappelle? And uh, Animal Bill Burr. And... I like Bill oh, Burr. Yeah, have you seen the more, the thing I always reference with Bill Burr is the Philadelphia incident? Yes, uh, yes. I showed Tommy the Philly rant, and and it feel like the first time every time. I just he just I'm goes off stuff. like dude, I just I'm like walking through the building doing work and just uh, so Bill Burr is, is hilarious. Um, handles, I like Daniel Tosh. He is people because people forget that Tosh is actually really fucking funny. Yes, it, he's again one of those guys who his jokes are there's no fat in his jokes. There's none, and he just keeps fire. <clears throat> And, like, uh, he had a joke that he told on Premium Blend that he, uh, do you see his Premium Blend yes. set? Where it's like, you always see like the people nominated for awards, like they're only in the front of the, they're only in the front of the auditorium, like you never see that person's in the back, it's like, and the award goes to just a random person, they just, he just like acts out someone's scooting through the <laughs> rows and just running through the auditorium. <laughs> And he's not a dude. So fucking funny. His comedy's not the kind of thing where you would expect an act out to be that good. But he plays the act outs so well. Uh, like, uh, Gerard Carmichael used to open for him. Oh, on the June Gloom tour. And, uh, Carmichael does an act out in his, uh, Love from the Store, the one on HBO. The, okay. The, he does an act out of his, he's like the, I think the worst time to forget your car keys is when a dad's decided to leave his family <laughs> and, he, and he walks back in the house and I'm like daddy daddy you're back he's like no no hold on and he just does like this like like creeping walk over and then like the the three fingers out picks up his keys like oh my god i gotta go now like, and he's like i like that act out more than the joke is worth and i think i think that's gotta be one of those things he learned from like tosh rarely uses the act out but when he does it's just because Tosh is a stuff. very socially anxious person. And he has horrible social anxiety. Yeah, I, I, uh, a friend of mine made a joke about a, a pitching a show of finding people like Bo Burnham, uh, Tosh, whatever. People who just can't socially function. And then just following them around with a camera all day for like six months. <laughs> See how they Watching act. them unravel. Really? It, it was just a between me and him. He was just making a. That's, that would be. But I would watch that show. That's just fascinating as fuck. Like yeah, just think about just being able to follow around people like that who can't. Yeah. What's the um, the one comic um, you showed me? He he has a dress and some humor as well. The tall guy. Uh, crap! I can't think of his name. Probably he he like uh, his background was like a bunch of like big ice glaciers. He has really, like, his sense of humor is, like, really, like, his jokes. He, he don't really get excited when he tells his jokes. I'm trying to think of the I can't think of his name. He had, like, the... Damn it. Metzger's another guy that's very funny. Metzger. He had his joke about, um, uh, what the, what the fuck is it? The TLC show? The one with the, the child beauty pageants? Oh, the, uh, Yeah. Oh, He's like, so sorry, fun. Canada, if you have unfuckable kids. But here in America, <laughs> Kurt Metzger, his, if you watch the his special, White Precious. Yes. I will say, without question, that's one of the best 
as far it's as phenomenal. joke writing goes, one of the best specials. Toddlers and TRs, ever, yes. that's the show. <clears throat> and he has a joke about Terry the Smoker from those... Uh, <laughs> and the turn on that is so perfect. It's, Metzger is fucking great, man. And he's just... He can't... He can't rein himself in, and he, he shoots himself in the foot with becoming as popular as he should be by saying whatever the fuck he thinks. Yeah. Just in the wrong way so often. But his podcast he's doing now... What does he do? Because um, he's part of the Legion of Skanks, right? No. I thought he was for some reason. Mm-mm. He's been on there a lot, but... Yeah. He has a podcast now. I think it's called, like, a... I think it's called Can't Get Right or something like that. Like, Neil Brennan was just on it. Okay. And their conversation is fascinating. Because Neil's been at stand... Because Neil, like, co-created the Chappelle show. He's been at it for a while. Yeah, Neil's one of the funniest people that you don't know who is. His uh, three-mic special is... It's just a brilliant way of going about it. It, it. He sets up three different microphones on the stage. One of them's for, like, one-liners. One of them's for... Really? Like, personal. Have you never... Have you never I, I I remember watching the special, but it was just forever ago. Yeah, I remember you had it up. Yeah, so Rami has been inundated with... Lloyd's favorite comedians? Yeah. Have you seen David Tell yet? Yep. David Tell. Uh, I remember when I you guys did the show Insomniac, little bald... Dude, just super quick. Oh, I remember you laughing a lot when I was showing it to you. Atel's one of my, Atel but, is my favorite comic. I will say that I've I've probably abused Rami's <laughs> <laughs> sensibilities with the amount of shit I throw at him while we're at work. Yeah. So, some of them, some of them, I you know, I'll stand there and really like try to catch up with who they are and, and the different standups because he'll put on different. Different um, tapes of them or whatever, but some guys I just you know be a little too dark for me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I have the darkest so me, sense of humor anyway me... now. I mean, like I like nothing, of, <coughs> like nothing offends me. I don't. I'm on the opposite side of the spectrum of you, so like literally nothing offends me. <laughs> nothing uh, like it's not that, no, like nothing. Barely anything gets you, like, I don't, I just don't possess that reaction. It's just not in my toolkit. So there's so many things I'll play where Rami's looking at me like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. So I'm going I'm to preface this by saying, Rami is genuinely one of the nicest people I know. Like, his just demeanor, who he is as a human being is nice. I He's a that. nice person. I just have to act like that around these guys. No, yeah, you, you, whatever. But he's so caring that he gets upset on other people's behalf in a way that is so foreign to me that it's near magic. Yeah, because he gives a shit about everyone. That's the, the that's the best kind of people. So I've only known Rami for what a couple of years. He's one of my favorite human beings I know. Uh, that's not a that's not hyperbole. That's not. Appreciate that, man. Yeah. He's a genuinely nice person. Appreciate that. Like, we've had very, very real, very, very vulnerable conversations about, like, our children and things like that. 
Do you have a kid? <coughs> yeah. How old's, how old's your kid? I got three. I got uh, two boys and a girl. <coughs> how old are they? 14, 12, and 10. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. man. They were just... Having three teenagers at the same time is about to happen. Yeah. How how's that feel? How's that like? I feel uh, like, I'm like a therapist right now. Like, how does it make you feel? Uh, like I told Lloyd, amongst others, I um I consult with him. You know, I consult with my older cousin because you know he has children older than mine or whatever. I kind of grew up with his kids, but you have those moments where you just trying to figure out if you're doing the right thing or whatever. So I like to just kind of bounce what I'm thinking off of him sometimes. and be like, Especially with my daughter because she's the only girl. And, and your daughter's 10? Yeah. Okay. And um, she's a lot like me. So she, <laughs> I know she's going to start to have those attitude moments here soon. Oh, but yeah. she's cool. I feel like that's a good dynamic to have. Those like, <clears throat> two older brothers are like slightly older. Yeah. Because they're like they'll be protective and they won't like. Man, she really hold her own. Um, so that's, that's why I say I, I really bounce a lot of stuff off of Lloyd. Like you know, how do you react to this, or you know, what do you say, or you know, even sometimes like how much freedom do you give you know her on, on this, or how, you know, how did that yeah. happen when she was this age or whatever? It's so, tough to figure out. Because yeah. like one thing, I, if, like if I have a kid one day, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna teach them self awareness. Yeah. Because I had none. As a teenager. And I think that's what we probably um, probably harp on the most when yeah. we do get on the subject is literally just making sure that they are fully aware of, you know, how the world is and don't really sugarcoat anything with them, but teach them to be smart about it at the same time. So Yeah, because people are, like, getting, like, I feel like people, like, in good and bad ways are getting, like, increasingly nicer. Yeah. They're, like, to the point where they're not going to tell you what you're doing wrong. They're too afraid of confrontation. Yeah. I was in one conversation, Rami called me both a dream crusher, <laughs> and he's like, you're like the person you go to for wisdom. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Because it's, I, I, I definitely, I'm one of those people, I feel like you, you know, a lot of stuff is necessary, so you may, you know, it's just like that simple, like, you, you know, this ain't what you want to hear, but you need to hear it. Yeah. So a lot of times I go to him knowing I'm about to get that kind of reaction, but I just want to see, like, where he goes with it. So, you know. See where he goes with just yeah advice about like raising teenagers and or shit anything man you know life I'm, situations I, you know I talked about stuff with my brother with him or whatever so yeah one thing I learned as a teenager don't invite your crush over for Guitar Hero and chill that does not work <laughs> I have a joke about that that's a whole that's a completely true story it was a very shameful moment for Alex Schubert as a I want to say I was 17 at the time. I would imagine there's probably a handful of those, right? What do you mean? There's a <laughs> handful of moments. Uh... Oh, 100%. <laughs> I think the worst one for me, one of the worst ones, <laughs> Guitar Hero is probably number one. Number two was... <laughs> I would never play Guitar Hero, so I... No. I love when Robbie breaks like that. that. <laughs> like, he'll do this... It, I hear that laugh where it's like, <laughs> that, that and it always it just, builds and then it finally breaks on it. It's one of my favorite things to watch. Because it's like you, you hear something funny and you're like, okay, that's funny. But then when it actually resonates to how you see life, then it's like that's another that's level just, of laughing. It's, so. like, oh, it's like one of those things like you can't hold it in anymore. Right. So, you know, when you said like my mistake was playing Guitar Hero, I was like, that's funny. But then I was it like, I would never play I invited Guitar Hero. her over to my parents' place <laughs> when I was home alone. And I don't even know if I was trying to bang her. I was just trying to impress her with, like, oh, I can hit this solo and just like, watch how my fingers forever. 
Watch how my fingers shred up this plastic controller. <laughs> my number Imagine two. Imagine what they can do to your little. My number two mistake. That was that was as a fucking junior. I was eight, at that time. I was less than eight months from being able to vote. Think about that. Guitar Hero and Chill. Eight months later, decide who's on the city council. Um, I'm. I'm gonna have to take a mulligan on this one because I I started younger than most people probably <laughs> should. Define started. I think I think I know what you mean. When I first had sex, I was much younger than. I was much older. I I had an older brother who lied to someone about how old I was. That's right. I think he told me that. Oh, he he got you in the door. Uh, he just wanted to bang this other chick, so he lied to her friend and told her that I was 16. He wasn't even 16. Would it, would it, would it have went down if he wouldn't allow you at your age? I, I doubt it. So he got you in the door. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not disputing. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, here's the setup. He Right. I didn't, I didn't, have, up, man. I didn't have sex until, like, well after I was a teenager. It's like, part of me is like, I wish I would have known, like, what it's like. To have done that. But part of me is like, if you have sex with someone as a teenager, like when you're in high school, and it doesn't go well, you still have to be in that building with that same person every (laughs) single day, five days a week. Sometimes you're in the same class, and it's awkward, and you're talked about. I'm about to say, it's going to get talked about regardless. Yeah. (laughs) I, uh... That's the reality. <laughs> you can't even I am. Uh, I'm not a rat in any situation. I'm ten toes down. Top. No, nah, I mean, that, no one knew half the shit that I. <clears throat> none got passed around high school that I did, except for the shit that I couldn't keep quiet. Other than that, people would find things out later and be like, "Really? Like, yeah, I understand <clears throat> that. I, I had moments like that too." But I was saying the second most <clears throat> embarrassing thing I did was my freshman year. This actually might be funnier. Um, there was a girl I had a crush on the entire year, and one day I'm like, you know what, this is going to be my thing, I'm going to get her, I decided to sing to her in the high school cafeteria. Oh, you're going to have to stop. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, it, it wasn't like on a stage, it was just like next to her, like where she was sitting. Uh, like looking back, I'm just like I cringed like as hard as. What I was could. her reaction as you were singing to her? I think she was just like, you know, you know what it was. <laughs> it's it's not too dissimilar to what your reaction is right now. <laughs> I'm trying not to cry, <laughs> dude. Probably you're fine. Crack. <laughs> Enjoy the moment. You're hearing about oh, this for the wow. first time. Uh, here's a, before we get into anything football related. Here's a fun story of. I'll tell you a fun story of how my that the interaction with that girl ended. Lloyd Brain in like high school. Okay. Uh, there was this girl I really liked that we had met. And me and my friend Sam had met her and her friend. And I, it was one of the first times I was like, hey, I'm really into this. Okay. And uh, <laughs> so me and Sam met them at Forest Fair Mall, which is now... Cincinnati Mills, which is a ghost town. That's up I was about to say, empty space Kemper? with a bounce house on the end of yeah. it. That's, yeah. that's, that's pretty up it. Kemper, pretty right? much yeah. it. It's, it's, I think I've driven past that. It's like, I think they did like a segment on it about I how I forget like a, how young you are. 
I am a 27, almost 28-year-old little boy. Right. I, I, I went there when you could still smoke on the Ferris wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Which they don't have a Ferris wheel, and you don't. Those are the times, man. You can go in there and get your little wristband and hit all the rides. That's like and, Mall of America. Yeah. But, uh, so, the, this girl that I like, we, we hung out a couple of times at the mall, and then her and her friend invited me and Sam to a movie. Oh, and we went to a movie, and it was City of Angels with Nicolas Cage and Meg Ryan. Oh, Meg, Meg a Meg Ryan movie is a very like. If there's a movie you watch where you pull off the yawn and put your arm around your date, movie, <laughs> I, I wish I was that smooth. So, I mean, you, I mean, you don't have to be smooth. You're they're either into it or you're not. Well, I'm just. Uh, let me finish the story, and then you can understand why I say I was. I will so let you finish the story. We're watching that. Uh, me and Sam were watching that movie. And it's me, the girl that I was trying to date, the girl he was trying to date, and then Sam sitting in seats in a movie theater. Okay. And this movie's fucking just—it's such a chick flick. It's awful. <laughs> and Nicholas Cage gives up being an angel to be with this woman. That whatever. And we're just suffering through it and kind of looking at each other across the seats every once in a while, <laughs> like trying not to laugh. And then there's a scene where after Nicolas Cage has given up being an angel to be a human to be with Meg Ryan, where she's riding her bicycle to the store. And then it smash cut to a logging truck. And my head and Sam's head whipped so hard you can almost hear them to look at each other. And our eyebrows were in our hairlines. Like, oh! <laughs> and you just started laughing. No, we, not, not yet. Final destination moment. But, like, you you see her riding her bike, and she puts her arms up, and she's riding down the hill. Like, oh, it's so blissful and happy. And then it just smash cuts to a giant truck with logs all over it, like, filled in the back. And me and him, like, I swear I heard his neck turn towards me. <laughs> As I whipped my head towards him. And then it goes on with the scene, and she's riding down the hill with her hands up and whatever. <clears throat> and after Nicolas Cage gives up being an angel to be with this woman, she gets hit by a truck. And me and Sam spend five minutes trying so hard not to laugh that I literally had blood in my mouth <laughs> from biting my tongue and lip. And then Sam cracked. He goes... <laughs> It was just that sound. It was <laughs> of him like not being able to hold the laugh in. And me and him started laughing so fucking hard that like my stomach hurt. And I don't know if you've ever been in a... I don't know if you've ever had to stand outside of a movie theater waiting for two girls who did not want to see you as everyone else in that movie theater walked by you and stared at you with... Pure hate. Wow. Me and Sam were standing there, and everyone who walked out knew who we were and hated us with every bit of who they were. Like, I've never seen people like... Like, people hated me like I had just assaulted a family member when they walked out of there because they were so emotionally tied in. And we... I mean, when I say we lost it and started laughing... I mean, like, think of when you first watch Old School and fucking uh, uh, Stiffer shoots himself in the neck with a dart and he's like, what was it? 
Or Will Ferrell shoots himself in the neck with a dart, and he's like, oh, you shot yourself in the neck with a dart, and it slows down like that perfect comedy laugh. Me and Sam laugh like that for the rest of the movie. Like, until the credits were rolling. Me and Sam were also rolling. We were dying, dying laughing. And the two girls in between us couldn't have hated us anymore at that moment. They could not have, like, if we had murdered their fathers with their mother's severed heads, they couldn't have hated us more. Damn. And then everyone who walked out of theater, me and Sam were literally standing outside the door, and everyone just walks by and just gives us that look like, you human trash. Like, everyone was so invested, and they were so into it. I don't know if you've ever had a group of people hate you that much while you're with somebody who finds it as hilarious as you do. Hold on. That each person hates you. Were you guys still laughing outside? We were laughing worse. Like, you see, like, a 42-year-old dude. Alright, so this is a real situation. There's a 40-something-year-old guy with a backwards hat and a pair of sunglasses on his backwards hat with his the tips of his hair dyed blonde and his goatee dyed blonde at the end wearing a Sepultura hockey jersey. And he stepped out and he just looked at me and Sam and just... Like, his, his lips turned down in, like, a comical level of a frown, and he just nodded at both of us. For, I mean, you it might not sound like you. long for but a good 35, 40 seconds. This guy just stared at us with, the, with like, the <laughs> most aggressive frown face you can make and nodded no at us. And me uh. and Sam were drooling laughing as this dude who clearly sees himself as a badass like he had, he had boots with flames on him oh god he's wearing a, a Sepultura jersey which I love Sepultura but if you're wearing a Sepultura hockey jersey go fuck yourself uh, wallet chain backwards hat with the sunglasses on like wallet chain yeah like a, like if Guy Fieri was kind of scary like when you talk about Guy Fieri well like if Guy Fieri was kind of scary it was this guy and he just he stopped as his family walked past us and just aggressive frown face nodded no at us. That's amazing. And we were dying, dying laughing the entire time. And then the two girls who were there with walk out near the end of the crowd. And they're like, you two are such assholes! <laughs> and my buddy Sam, who I love Sam to death, but... This might be the funniest moment of his life that I'm aware of. He looks at me, he goes, Assholes! <laughs> <laughs> and I literally lost my ability to stand up <laughs> for about 10 seconds. <laughs> so, as everyone in that theater hates us with every bit of their being, they're now walking past us as they leave, and we're still dying. <laughs> <laughs> Only like intensifying this hate and it, it really became a point where I was just reveling in like how much everyone hated me at that moment but it was I can't even see Meg Ryan now without that coming back without into my Nicolas head Cage story. it's uh 
I've, I've not watched that movie since that day. Oh, I don't blame you. Because <laughs> I feel like I'd have an aneurysm even trying to touch reliving some part of that. It's like, so Al Jackson is a quote where he like, was on a cruise ship and he, uh, have you heard that story? Where he was on a cruise ship and he went to see a show and he laughed super hard. That's one of those laughs you only get like twice in your whole life. <laughs> Al Jackson sat in the chair you're sitting in now. And we're actually considering this is back when I did Four Assholes in Ohio. Okay. Um, yeah, there's a ticket up there he signed. He did a show downstairs in the Hamilton. Oh, yeah, he's so fucking funny. And me and Al get along great. You love him. He's fucking great. He's, he actually does like him. I've shown him. Okay. But me and Al got along really well. <clears throat> and he did a show downstairs and at, at the bar. At the Hamilton? My bar. Yeah. And uh, he... Murdered. I don't know. Oh, I don't doubt that. Just in that small and intimate of a setting, that is his. That's him spreading honey butter on a fucking cinnamon roll. (laughs) It was just perfect. It was. So, so, uh, one of my favorite uh, movie theater stories, I found this on Reddit. I read this like once every couple months because I find it so funny. It's a. The question, it was on Ask Reddit. It said, uh, what's the hardest you can ever remember laughing? It says, uh, my wife, cousin, and I sitting in the movie theater watching Batman vs. Superman. And it said, towards the end of the movie, right after Superman dies, the whole theater was silent. There's a funeral scene, and the theater is just sitting in silence when a large black man voice from the other side of the theater goes, oh, that's some bullshit. (laughs) He said his cousin and I, my cousin and I lost it. Tears running down our face laughing as we watch images of Superman's casket being buried. <laughs> it was one of those laughs that you try to contain silently but just end up laughing harder. <laughs> That's exactly what Lloyd's was. I mean, I'm, my, the story I had was a lot shittier, but <laughs> Lloyd's story was just so fucking funny. The fact that it pissed people off. What, Lloyd, are you pissing right now? Yeah. Okay. Um, because, you're, have you listened to uh, Big Dime, Matt... Matt Bronger's album, Big Dumb Animal? Yes. Because he has a joke where he went to see uh, the movie The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. <laughs> Do you know what this joke is? Yep. So he went to see the movie uh, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, and in the movie there's a horrific rape scene, and there's a joke coming, and it's not about that. Yeah. I'm sorry, is this we bought a zoo? Yeah. So, so, so the whole theater's sitting there, <laughs> and they all feel fucking awful. When my buddy Al, who's a dickhead from Chicago, leans next to me and only loud enough for me to hear, goes, I'm sorry, sorry. Is, is this, this we bought a zoo? zoo? He's like, son of a fucking bitch. <laughs> I start laughing. The whole theater turns, what the fuck? They're like, he's like, no, 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 no. It's not about that. People are like holding their kids as they walk out. God damn. Uh, yeah, that... that- I, I'm not gonna lie. The story I just told is it's one of the funniest moments I've ever experienced in my life, and like to this to this day, I my buddy Sam, the guy I was talking about in the story, he's been through a lot of shit and he's been very tough to maintain a friendship with. And but every time I I even remotely like talk to him or he message me or what, yeah. That is the first moment I remember. Like, I remember me and him stealing spark plugs out of his mom's car so she couldn't go sell the TV to buy drugs. Holy fuck. 
Like that. Like our friendship was very intense early on. But I guarantee you, if you ask him to this day, that's the first memory. Well, no, that's the second memory. The first memory is when we realized that you can't do hallucinogens at a haunted house. <laughs> <clears throat> that's a whole different story that we'll we'll go into a different time. But that's number one. That's uh, Sam vomited in one of the spiral tunnels. Oh. While sitting down with his oh, like arms in the fun house kind of thing, and the the haunted house at Forest Fair again. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Sam made it about halfway through that, like the spinning room. Yeah. Where it's that tunnel going around you with all the colors and whatever. Yeah. He made it about halfway through and he sits down and hugs the handrail. Oh. And then no. vomited off to his side so that as it was going around, like he's sitting there hugging a rail and there's just vomit raining down. <laughs> randomly beside him uh i got right up to that part where it starts where the swing room is. i was like nope and i just turned around and looked away and i went as long as i don't look that way it doesn't exist <laughs> so uh upshot of that story real quick is yes it took six security guards and a hamilton county sheriff to get us out of there because they had to walk us back through the entire line of... Oh, that's Because I, I utterly refused to go through the spinny part. Oh, I don't doubt that. I don't blame To the you. point where everyone that was there... So most of you listeners might not know. I'm not a little person. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm about six and a half foot tall, 270-ish pounds. Yeah. I'm, <clears throat> um, if you're Lord. a security guard at a mall, you're probably not gonna move me unless i want to move (laughs) um if you're a hamilton county sheriff you're probably not gonna move me unless i want to move (laughs) and i utterly refused to go to the spinny part so we literally walked backwards through the haunted house the spinny part's the very end literally on the other (coughs) side of the spinny part is the exit of the haunted house oh yeah 100 percent. we walked all the way back through the entire haunted house through the line and outside and then they let me drive home oh (laughs) shit I don't know how they would let you do that. I don't either, but hey. <laughs> you think you be, you would? Do you think you made uh, bets on whether you'd make it home or not? No, I think they were just happy to have the whole episode behind them. By yeah. the time we're all done, it wasn't. It, it's not a fun story like the movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's a much. The movie's more, a fun story. Dude, I, I've never laughed that hard in my life. Like, I remember being I sore love for the, days afterwards. I remember the hardest, the, one of the hardest <coughs> I've ever laughed was, I was in freshman year of high school, went to a small Christian school, and it was like, it was like a perfectly normal school, just kind of weird quirks, but uh, we were going through like the, the scientific method, and, uh, and we kind of like tied to like asking a girl out. It's like, if your conclusion is that she says no, what do you do? And my friend said, test your theory again, by basically asking her out again. And I laughed so hard that my teacher, Miss Josephic, kicked me out of class. My problem is, is in situations like that, I always say the worst thing possible. Oh, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what motivates that, but it really is built into my head. And I feel like Rami could probably attest to this by the way I react to shit at work. But someone's like, "Oh, what's your?" I was like, "Chloroform." That would have been my answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not if that I. Like, Does this towel smell like chloroform? Not that that's. 
Like, I would be appalled if someone actually meant it, but that would be my answer. That would... Yeah. <clears throat> like, funny first, that would be the way I went about. Just try how, about, to... <laughs> how about Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> how about Patrick Mahomes? So, so anyway, did people make bets on whether you made it home, or, home that night or not? No, I, I, dude, I have no idea. I was so fucked up. But if they, uh, if they made bets, you know where they go? Do you, where do you think they would go? Um... Well, the fact that I, like, I, I verbally dressed them down probably made it seem like I was much more coherent than I was. Yeah. Because at one point, he was like, dude, the exit's right over there. And I went, what's behind me does not exist right now. Yeah. So the only option you have right now is to tell these people to step to one side, and we'll make a clear exit through this entire thing, and I will be just fine once we do that. Yes. So I got very calmly, but admittedly aggressively stated my case for walking back through the entire haunted house. Yes. <clears throat> so they probably thought I was much more together than I was. Uh-huh. <clears throat> because I remember getting into the car and then being like, Sam, can you call Jen to come get us? And his sister drove up there, parked her car, drove us home, and then the next day I had to take her back up to get her car. Because I was not... Yeah. I, I was, was about to send a D from remember driving home? I drove, like, one street down to that, like, intersection where the there's a UDF and there's a skyline across the street. And, are, you, yeah. are you talking about in Clifton? <clears throat> no, on Winton Road by 275. Okay. <clears throat> and I pulled in that skyline parking lot, and I was like, I cannot drive home because I can't see traffic lights. And Sam goes, huh? <laughs> and I went, all right, we're going to for sure need someone else to do this. So we, we called a sister, and she came and got us, but... So I guarantee they placed bets on whether you made it home that night. And do you know what website they would use to place bets? <laughs> I love the segues. Yes, yes, yes. They go. would go to betonline.ag. Uh, there is no shortage of action going on with our partners over at betonline.ag. The sports world is slowly making its way back with the NBA announcing its return in late July. But right now, UFC, boxing, NASCAR, and international soccer have all resumed play. And Bet Online has the best odds and lines for their upcoming games and matches. Lloyd, quit shaking your head. I I realize now how hard you're trying to hit. This yes, <laughs> I was trying to because I got to I, do two of these an episode. Yes, it's it, it. It was a great segue, and I missed it. And you're fine. But it was. We got there. We eventually got there. I appreciate it. If you need more, BetOnline has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening live every day for our devout gamblers to check out. BetOnline also offers hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and the best props in the business. Visit BetOnline.ag on your computer or mobile device and join now to receive your welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag, your online wagering experience. Rami, I don't blame you for getting up and stretching a little bit because you're on... Seeks, they fall asleep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Your your booty cheeks fall asleep and your man, you're like I uh, <laughs> I appreciate Rami doing this. I know he has to work at six a.m. So it's all good, baby. Yeah. Oh, are you working at the zoo? Yeah, I got work tomorrow. I yeah. found out I'm off work tomorrow, so I'm like, hell yeah, let's fucking let's fucking party. Rami's had to deal with me through all of this. Where uh, <laughs> I've been in the middle of like a really bad flare up for like the past. Two months of like, yeah. I, I can barely walk some days. Yeah. And he's been a fucking champion, just. Get it done. Yeah. 
So we can segue uh, from... <laughs> I don't think there's been a lot of Bengals news over the last last month or Not two. Not go, man. It's just like... <laughs> no, but there's been... Uh, there, there's, there's been some, been some NFL some, news. Yeah, there's so, been some fun stuff. Yeah, so let's segue into that. What the fuck happened last week? Break. Um... <laughs> The big thing that happened, uh, was it yesterday, like two days ago from when we uh, recorded this episode, um, Patrick Mahomes got fucking paid. Paid! Holy fuck. It was like a 10-year maximum. Half a million dollars. Half a billion. Or half a billion, sorry. uh, 10 years maximum $503 million contract. That's unbelievable. But it's also believable, considering he's coming off of a Super Bowl, he's Clearly the best quarterback in the NFL. No question. Do you know who's smiling ear to ear right now? Fucking Dak Prescott. I would I don't... Honestly. I think the Cowboys are, like, kind of panicking right now because Dak's not going to get Mahomes' money. Oh, no, 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 but that definitely just pushed up whatever he was going to get. Oh, yeah, he's going to... 35-40 mil a year. I don't think so. He just turned down two contracts that I feel like was worth what he's worth right now. Right, but he's got tagged this year. If he doesn't sign a deal, he's getting 34. He's getting six times what Mahomes will make this year. Well, Mahomes was only making like $2 million this year, but that's also with his contract. Well, he's, he's making, making five, endorsements. 5.1. Okay, how, how many years does Prescott have left on his current contract? Well, no, I think he's, he's still on his rookie deal. Okay. No, yeah, he's last year he bet on himself and played for two million. And if he for the if year. he does a sign, he'll get the thirty four point six, which is five times what Mahomes will make this year. And then what? Yeah. Shop around for a new team? No, because no. I think he's the Dallas Cowboys guy right now. Short of like the Cowboys going like a Dalton route or a like someone yeah. secured. Built in. The Dalton signing was Dak holdout insurance. Right, but I'm saying unless they decide to go that route, if they franchise him next year, it's 1.25 whatever he's making times whatever he's making this year. But <clears throat> I think like the thing with football players is they believe. And I think Jadavion Clowney is a great just, example of this. Yeah, they believe they are worth more than they actually are. I think. Whoever Dax manager is knows what they're. Then they know what they're going to be doing. Whoop. If they get him to sign a one one year contract, knowing that they've basically said that they would franchise him again if they had to. Who else would they franchise? Do you think they knew something about this deal that just happened for Mahomes? No, I don't think they knew. Jerry Jones doesn't. He's not afraid of fucking spending money. Jerry, Jerry oh Jones no, is, he fr- he fr- yeah he. Set the market for running backs when he signed Zeke to that extension. Right, that's what I'm saying. Jerry Jones doesn't give a shit about spending money on it. It's, it's. <clears throat> I think the way that Dak has handled it and the fact that he waited until, like, I think they knew that deal had to be figured out. Yeah, and that's probably why he hasn't sat at the table to find out what they were gonna offer him. Yeah, but now that that deal is on the table it's got to be a reference point in any negotiation going forward it's going to be for like quarterbacks so let's just say for a while right but let's just say Dak signs a three year 
which is what Dallas is pretty. They usually do. Dak is going to want not in the money range of Mahomes, but definitely like in the neighborhood year wise. No, I no, feel no. Like. He's going to want a sh- much shorter contract. Really? Yeah. Yes, because what Dak wants is Dak wants to play a couple years for Dallas, and then to be able to sign that end of career contract with someone like Green Bay or Pittsburgh or someone who will throw money at not having one bad season. I would not be surprised at Pittsburgh. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Green Bay, Pittsburgh, yeah, there's teams that... There's Chicago. There's teams that will throw money at somebody to not have even one bad season. And I think whoever Dak's manager is understands that. Yeah. The same way that Stafford's deal ends with Detroit after a certain point, and he'll try to sign that big end-of-career contract with another team. I think with everything that factors into this type of situation where you got the Stephen A's and everybody commenting on it, and a lot of people are going to – Definitely separate Dak Prescott from Mahomes, saying that he's nowhere near his caliber. He's not right, we, right. But I, I'm just saying, like, I think that's going to factor in his next offer. Uh, even uh, you know, even before a, this, yeah, I think it did. But I, in my opinion, you turned down two really good offers that I felt like he should have took, especially the second one. And at the most, it may be like two hundred for him. See, but I'm going to disagree yeah, on the next that- offer. I think it was brilliant of his representation, whoever's managing him, to not sign anything before that deal came through. Because everyone knew that deal was going to be something different. The Mahomes thing? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone knew that had to be – like, everyone knew that was in talks. Everyone, And what was he going to sign – so what What was Dak's reference point before the Mahomes deal? What, the Dalton deal, the – the, the Breeze deal from a couple I years ago. I don't think it was the Dalton deal because I think Dak, what a lot of players want nowadays is guaranteed money, and Dalton's contract was very incentive-laden. Well, that's what I'm saying is, though, now he has a reference point of guaranteed money, whereas one of the biggest deals before that was the Dalton deal where it was incentive-based. Yeah. Now he has a guaranteed-based deal I think it's going to look like a Russell Wilson-type contract. That's where I was going with this. Yep. was... Before the Mahomes deal, Russell Wilson was the highest paid. But there's the Dalton deal and the uh, you know the Ravens and the Colts and the, uh, a couple of deals in between there that are more incentive based than than was the Wilson deal. <clears throat> now with this Mahomes deal, he goes, "This is what they're offering playoff caliber quarterbacks. It's not incentive based; it's guaranteed." I think it's brilliant on his management side to have held out for those two offers. Yeah. Even though they were good offers to go, now they have a leverage to say, we want it guaranteed, not incentive-based. Yeah. So whatever deal he signs, because... What is the guarantee for Mahomes? Because right now, it's, it's just based off incentive. No, it's not. He's got what? a lot of it's guaranteed, if I'm not mistaken. <clears throat> I, I think it was like $450 million is guaranteed, if I'm not mistaken. Like forty five million a year, I believe. It, it, <clears throat> I could be wrong. It, no, the first year is only like five point six million guaranteed, something like that. Let me look this up because I know that whatever Dak's making on the franchise tag is almost exactly six times more than Mahomes will make for the twenty twenty season. Okay, 
but the overall guarantee. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see different. like the official number. I know it was like five <clears throat> something, and they said up to four seventy seven as far as like hitting milestones. But it didn't say like this. But this amount is guaranteed regardless of what he does. Like this is guaranteed. I just think with what, with what. If they had been able to make that deal right after the Russell Wilson deal, they would have been in the same position they are now that the Mahomes deal has gone through. Right. So now that the Mahomes deal has gone through and there's such a big portion of that crazy big number 10-year contract that's guaranteed. Yeah. I really do think it's brilliant on whoever Dak's representation is to go, yeah, we're going to turn on these deal, even though they're probably really good deals yeah based on what he who he is and what he is they now have a little bit more leverage of going look this has been guaranteed to another playoff caliber quarterback okay right i just so i think whoever his management is they knew the mahomes deal had to be figured out and it had to be figured out before training camp before like you can't have mahomes hold out the I, don't, I, I don't disagree with that. I just, I guess, I'm curious of what that relationship is like with them right now. With, like I said, after him turning down two deals, I don't think it was his like? decision to turn those deals. Is my point. I think right. his management went not until the Mahomes thing is figured out. Right. Do we even? Could his management have soured things for him? No, no, because he's he only there's only an upside now. The Mahomes deal is in place. It's only an upside for Prescott to go, this much is guaranteed, not incentive-based. Yeah. Like, if you look at what Dalton got or what... Jerry doesn't seem to be a kind of guy who's, like, wishy-washy as far as, like... At least not with Dak and, and like, some of the players... Well, Jerry Jones as, openly as said he wished that he had more caps, that he wished he could spend more. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't see him, like, just be like, well, look, if you don't take this next deal, you can just go. You know what I'm saying? But I, I don't think... It's going to rise that much higher than what, what he's just been off. Even if it doesn't, I think the guaranteed amount versus the incentive-based amount will change. Okay. That's, that's what it And that's what I'm getting okay. at. Okay. Is I think his management went, let's get you. Because they're only paid off what he gets paid. Exactly. So I think his management was very smart in waiting till after the Mahomes deal to agree to anything. So the, so the same numbers could just come back on the table, but like you said, the circumstances of it, like. Right, where out of, the numbers could actually be lower, but if he's guaranteed a higher amount every year, right, his management's going to want that over. And what, are those say, no, what, let, what is that number for you? What are you thinking? But again, I, I, I did not like dig into the specifics of what he was guaranteed each year, but I, I just... I know that, sir. My, uh, yeah. I, I'm I, looking I, at it right now. No, I, I mean like Dak, like if, you know, when that conversation comes back up, is it like out of what it was like the last offer was like one forty seven or something like that? Or? Right. But, uh, all right. So here's my question. Let's say they offer you one forty seven for five years. Yeah. But all it's guaranteed is thirty one, which I think was what was in that. Right. That sounds very Russell Wilson esque. <clears throat> now let's say that now that Mahomes is signed that deal, they had to shift what was guaranteed to fifty two. Mm-hmm. No, let's say next year Dak gets just his head taken off by a fucking free safety and can't play past next year. If he's still guaranteed 52 over 31. That's, yeah, that's way better. 
So Mahomes' contract is very backloaded. Yes. It's like his uh, his base salary like increases like every year. And in 2031, his base salary is $38 million. Right, which no one expects him to be there for it. Yeah. Not even him or his management. Who knows? Like, only time will tell. <clears throat> well, no, I, I, like, no one expects that to be a thing. If it is, it's yeah. icing on the cake. But the fact that they went for a guaranteed payout for each year of the contract yep, is what I'm saying. I think Dak's management was very smart for waiting until that offer was agreed upon because now they can go, <clears throat> here's clearly someone who can make it to the playoffs. Dak can make it to the playoffs. Here's somebody who can clearly make it. Da, 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 Dak can do that. Who can elevate the team past like the divisional round or the championship game. I think they just shifted the conversation from how much the con- the contract was for over however many years to how much is guaranteed each year. I think with what Mahomes got, Dak's guaranteed money had to go up. It had to go. Yeah. So that's why I'm, where I'm praising his management, his his representation is they knew the Mahomes deal had to come through. They're not going to let Mahomes not make training camp. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so Mahomes' roster bonus, it, like, goes up. And in 2000, uh, 2027, <clears throat> his roster bonus is almost $50 million. Right. That's his roster bonus. And then it goes down after 2028. And his workout bonus every year, um, 2021, is $100,000. And every year after that, it's 550 k So, I think that's making kind of the point I'm making is... Yeah. <clears throat> you know Dax management is not going to settle for anything that's not at least in the, the realm of those numbers. Not, definitely not to the, to the half a billion... Yeah. But the, like the, the name function. Mahomes will come up in the DAC negotiations. Oh, uh, but yeah, exactly. Uh, it changed from well, Dalton got this that was incentive based. It or, was hugely incentive based, and that's what I'm saying. There were so many contracts that were incentive based that I think their decision to hold out until after the Mahomes deal that was not. There's no way that he's going to take an incentive based contract. Oh no, because he's like. If he if the Chiefs offer him that, he's gonna be like, "Fuck you guys! I just want a Super Bowl for you all. Give me that guaranteed chatter." Well, right. Let's just say they came in with some nonsense contract, and he's like, "Fuck it! I'll go to Indy." Yeah. You know they'll pay it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ursa will pay whatever to look like he knows what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, they just signed Philip Rivers <laughs> to a one year deal. Or, t- or how long was this deal? I think it's one year, but one or two uh, Jim Irsay is one of the he's he's just gross. Yeah, but you know he would sign whatever. Oh yeah, whatever was put in front of him, make him look like he knows what he's doing. I mean, they're like <clears throat> so their the options team, are there. Is my point? Yeah. Their team seems like they don't really change a whole lot. They don't really sign like big name. Like they seem to have like a very consistent roster. Throughout all their years, the one exception, of course, being Andrew Luck's retirement. Yeah. Which, which completely. Man, they've done well in the draft these last few years and got a few guys. 
T.Y. Yeah, T.Y. I, I love T.Y. Hilton. <clears throat> they have, but it's... Yeah. I'm curious got, how much uh, longer he's going to be there. Yeah, he's been around longer than people think. Yeah. I and mean, wide receivers, like, don't really age all that well. That's true. <clears throat> right, and, and I don't expect him to be there long, but you can say about almost anyone in Indianapolis. That's like, true. Who's the hot combine guy? Like they, like just they went after the... Ross pretty aggressively, and the Bengals got him. And then you know who the next pick was after John Ross? Yeah, the guy who just made almost half a billion dollars. <sighs> but <sighs> both of those were needs for Indy. Only one of those were needs for us at the time. It was like a. At the time, it's like. Was a wide receiver really a need for the Bengals at the time? Well, yeah, because you you didn't know what was happening with Green. Yeah. Uh, Jones just went to Detroit. Sanu went, went to Atlanta. And Boyd was only like a. <clears throat> was going to go into his second year at the time. Right. We didn't know what he was going to be. We didn't know. Yeah, you had to have somebody just in case Green wasn't. And ready. John Ross literally set the record. I'm finally glad we're addressing the Bengals right now. But. Because uh, this is a Bengals podcast. But. Ross literally set the record for the fastest 40 time in NFL Combine history, <coughs> which is a big, like, it's a big drawing card. Like, you see, like, John Ross, he set the record. So, like, oh, my God. Like, when the Bengals drafted him, I'm like, all right, I'm on board and with this. Didn't, didn't really amount to much either. <laughs> I still I have hope for John Ross. I, I think he did great for how much was expected of him. I think the Bengals expected more. I do, too. I think everyone expected more, but I think... Marvin hated his guts. If you had taken any other... Seemed like it. Yeah. Almost any other player who didn't set a record or didn't... And applied the same... Pressure. Scope that people were looking at him through. Pressure they were putting on him. Yeah. No one would have pushed as hard as they did other than the fact that he was that fast. Yeah. That's like his... Think about who else has been a running back slash wide receiver slash free safety slash strong safety slash cornerback slash middle linebacker for some fucking reason for one game slash kick returner slash. I mean, the only yeah, he, he did lost everything. His whole college career was just scatter shot. It was a shotgun blast through. And it's like, like, all right, this oh, play your hot dog vendor. Right. <laughs> hey, fry us a chicken sandwich, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're from Auburn. You got, you know, barbecue. Cook us a, you're in front, you're in charge of Fourth of July. All right, don't <laughs> shame, like, don't shame Gillis yourself there. <laughs> you're good. It might I, have been the bubbles, but I'm, that's fine. I'm from Alabama, so. Okay, fair enough. And I'm also barely white at this point. <laughs> Sorry, that was a reference to something we and Ronnie talked about a couple weeks ago. You're perfectly fine. Just ignore that. That was, that was meant for it's Ronnie. so funny. I, I, told, I was telling Thomas and him about that. I said, Lloyd's so disgusted. He's like, man, I, you know, I don't even want to be like part of it anymore. I was like, I, I, it's but sad when you get to that point. There was a dude from my hometown, Crawford, Alabama, which... That sounds very Alabama. <laughs> Crawford, Alabama wasn't on Google Maps <laughs> until 2015. Me and our friend, our, our, our mutual friend Taylor, 
tried to look up my hometown on Google Maps in 2014. It wasn't there. <laughs> the only thing that showed up when you typed in Crawford, Alabama was East Alabama Motor Speedway. Was it like oh, one of those God. like one way in, one way out towns? Uh, yeah, it's like on, one road in and, and it, out. It's it's literally like one stop sign or, or one stoplight. <laughs> stop signs, you're adorable. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Paved roads, like, <laughs> like paved roads. All right, so I grew up a mile and a half from <laughs> the largest trailer park in the United States. Okay. Oh God. The largest trailer park. I heard you the first time. Was a half a mile from my house. Oh, God. That just sounds terrible. The only thing... I, it took us 35 minutes to get to a grocery store where I grew up. Damn, God. And a half a mile... And, like, two to get to a trailer park. That's brutal. No, half a mile to get to a trailer park. And literally across the street... Well, across the highway... Brewway, whatever the fuck Alabama wants to <laughs> call it, from East Alabama Motor Speedway, which is a clay track for monster trucks only. It's only a monster truck. They don't have real races. They just have <laughs> giant trucks with giant tires that smash cars. That's it. That's all they have. <laughs> they don't have real races. They don't have stock cars or... They don't have Bubble Wallace. No, they, they have no banned Bubble. all his merchandise. Uh, all right, here's a, here's a, no joke. Here's a real thing. They spray painted like a college football stadium, like uh, I think of Oregon with the blue. Yeah, they did a rebel flag. Like the, Boise State, what is that? Bo- is it yeah, Boise, Boise State? And, yeah, Boise Field. and Oregon have like both had like the yeah. So, no joke, at East Alabama Motor Speedway, it used to be a rebel flag was the center part of the track. They painted a rebel flag into it. And then at one point they painted a Mississippi flag because there was a monster truck from Mississippi. And there's also, in the old Mississippi flag, was was a rebel flag. Is that place still, like, up and running? Oh, I'm sure it is. Do you understand what monster trucks are to people down south? That's like uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We'll sell you the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> Grave digger and the, the executioner truck are gonna smash cars in front of your face, you dumb, edu- uneducated fucks. Like, it, it was. It's very accurate. Like, I hate fireworks to this day because they shot them off after every goddamn race. Oh, yeah. But their races were Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. (laughs) Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. We'll sell you the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge as you watch Godzilla the truck drive against Big Monkey Brain the truck. (laughs) And you're like, what the fuck is happening? Like, I'd hear that shit on the radio and be like, God damn it, I'm going to have to do fireworks until 1 a.m. Jeez, every Sunday. No, not Sundays. Because they went to real tracks on the weekends. They went to the clay track in Crawford, Alabama during the week. God damn, that sounds just like That's Crawford, where I grew up. Alabama. The closest city to us is Phoenix City, Alabama. And you think Phoenix, like Phoenix, Arizona? No, not spelled the same. Phoenix, like 
the mythological bird. Oh God, I don't. For why? For why? I don't know. Because <laughs> all these people believed in was whatever was in the Bible. So you know, the dragons Bible. and magic men walking on water and whatever, whatever nonsense that. <laughs> it's all good. So back to football. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you think like? I don't know if the Mahomes negotiations are going to really affect the Joe Mixon negotiations. No. Uh, like, Mixon's not going to make $500 million, obviously. No, but... Do you think, think he's going to want Zeke money, though? No. I, I, I think that uh, his his representation are, are, are uh, I think he's like ACC or something, which is much more like an actor, comic, performer type of... And he dances in the backfield, so he's a performer. Or I'm just saying, I think they'll be much more realistic about his deal. But I think he'll get paid. He he'll definitely get. deserves it. I mean, he's a good running back. He's had a good season ever since he's gotten the league. I right, love- and and it, with hasn't fumbled. I mean, I, I hate to say that. I'm also, just you know, with the punching a white girl background. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 as fucked up as that sounds, he's, nah, yeah. he's got to kind of take what he gets. But I think he's going to be in a position to go, hey. But even though, yeah, he came to the league, kept his head down, didn't, hasn't been in trouble. Because when he was drafted, I was excited for the Mixon pick the moment he was drafted. Yeah, I'm like, this guy's a stud. I mean. Because the draft, it, especially if you give it to like a guy who's been like who's had like legal shit happen to him, like yeah. a Pac-Man or a Chris Henry or something like that, yeah, it's like it's their way of giving the player or the athlete same thing, but a second chance, yeah. And it, they're like, if you fuck up, you're gone. Yeah, but okay. And Mixon is not fucked up. You get in trouble at all. You make it through. You keep your head down. You you don't get in trouble. Like, how long How long does that linger over your head before you just like, all right. Until you get just... in trouble again. I mean, it's not like Cosby D'Elia trouble, but it's trouble. Yeah. yeah. It's always there. You know, any negotiation you go into, they're going to bring that up. Yeah. Because yeah, it's like kind of like the elephant in the restaurant. <laughs> and so as somebody who actually got to see the entire... Uh, so the same guy I was talking about earlier that worked in ignition sports. Someone sent him the whole video before he punched that girl. Yeah, her screaming aggressively, screaming the n word at him, never made most of the people just outlets. people just wanted to see right. Nixon beating the shit out of a lady, and it was their excuse to like be outraged at something. But the fact that that's hanging over his head. It's always going to be brought up. Yeah, like he, I watched uh, the video of him getting drafted. He got aggressively booed. And it was Anthony Munoz that announced the pick, and he knew what he was about to do. Yeah. He's like, the Bengals pick, Joe Mixon running back Oklahoma. And then, like, right as he said the name, boo! <laughs> and again, sure build up. Props, <laughs> props to the Bengals for going. We know how good you are, but we also know you're never going to be able to ask for top money. Right. 
I think that was probably one of those shining moments where the Bengals is known for getting problem having problematic players, but it's like I think that reputation. But we getting gone. a player though with this guy, so well now I think like because Belichick's even said like we we literally follow almost the exact same draft board as the Bengals. Yeah, that had to be the most ringing endorsement for like Tobin and all the guys on the Bengals staff who. Have just been so fucking solid at draft yeah. picks. Like, which, man, y'all the, killed it this season. <clears throat> the ironic but, thing is, the Bengals and the Patriots are the two teams that have not drafted a single Pro Bowler since 2014. Okay, but wow, they're also the ones that get A's or you know A minus to B plus every year from yeah. every person. Yeah. Grades of draft, like one team has went to multiple Super Bowls since then, and and one's just a small market team who's always going to suffer through being a small market team, like which they spent money this offseason. That's that's why I was so proud of them. Like when we don't had this, these conversations before about that the whole small market thing, and you know I would get my feelings about it because you know like I said I do love the Bengals. This is my hometown, and I would be like, damn He's man, a we, guy, y'all. we've had <laughs> go Broncos. We've had so many. Good rosters here, like in Cincinnati, two thousand five team. Holy fuck, dude! And it's like, how do we not capitalize on that? I know certain things happen, but some of those years is like y'all just fucked up. Y'all just failed. Also, you can't keep a coaching staff. You can't. I, I I really do like. Look at some of the teams that have developed unbelievable talent. Like Tampa Bay is a great example. How many times have you seen someone come out of Tampa Bay and go to another team and be the guy? How many times have you seen a Marvin Jones or uh, Sanu or, uh, come out of Cincy and be yes. one of the guys? Rex Burkhead. Corey Dillon. So Rex Burkhead's been an excellent X-Factor. Yes, case. right. He was our third guy. Yeah, he was and like rightfully so. Yeah. So another guy that, that they just recently had that went to the um that went to New England, right? And won a Super Bowl. I think besides Burkhead, they had a, they had another guy on there. Um, Marquise Flowers, I think, was one guy. He was a linebacker. Him? Yeah. I'm but thinking like when you have teams that draft so well that the big market teams go, we'll see what they do, and then just poach the guy a couple years later with money. <laughs> I can't stand and the and I think the the reason the Patriots ever really drafted their Pro Bowlers is because every year they're drafting like thirty two, like thirty one or twenty nine. Right, but uh, go between. Do you want to draft a Pro Bowler or do you want to win? Do you want to draft a piece? <clears throat> like, do you want to draft like oh, like a solid outside linebacker or a solid guard or or a great like strong safety? They just really good at. Getting guys who may not be all the way there, but being able to get them there, or you know, getting guys who are capable of getting there and getting them for cheap, and they just—I would love to see. I would just love to see how they do it, man. New England is just a well-built machine. It's Belichick. You could plug right, anybody but- in over there, and they're gonna have those numbers. Like that's my theory. We see what I think is the Bengals are Patriot light. They're Patriots. Without the ability to retain players. Yeah, because Marshawn <clears throat> doesn't want to spend the money. Right. They'll draft so well 
And if you look at all of the guys who've left the Bengals to go on somewhere else. Except for Jeremy Hill. Well, but he was done even here. Really. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> he was like that hopeful, like roll the dice kind of. It was between, but, that year it was between, it was between him <clears throat> and Carlos Hyde. But even think about it this way. Just look at our coordinators. How many Bengals coordinators have been head coaches in the past 15 years? Zimmer, Gruden. Hey, how many were even offered? You'd go nuts. You'd pull your hair out trying to figure out the how in demand our coaching staff has been to the point where, <clears throat> I know I've referenced it before, but A.J. Green said, like, six years in, I've never had the same coaching staff for an entire season. Yeah. And A.J. Green is a smart dude when it comes to football. Right. That's madness to think that he's never had the same coaching staff two years in a row. How do you how do you win? You win. It's the same thing with the Browns. Like because this year the Browns have been like raving about their coaching staff. Like this year they have like actual stability in their coaching staff. And I'm like, it's the same thing every year. They get a new coaching staff. They're they're thinking like this is going to be the thing, and it ends up they just end up going like six and ten or like five and eleven. Like it's not that organization has never been stable. But if they get a hold of coaching staff for four or five years, they'd probably do great. Yeah, you got to have consistency. You got to, you know, <clears throat> and that's the curse of a small market team like the Bengals or the Browns or the Bucks or like because the small market team for a head coach, it's like think of the the think of how excited Zach Taylor was to take the job. Right, he knows it's an audition for a bigger team. Yeah, and like like Mike McCarthy, <clears throat> for example, he's a big name head coach. He wouldn't. I don't think. I don't think would have gone to like the Bengals or, say, the Jags. And he's like, no, I'm going to be the Cowboys head coach. Yeah, it's... it's, uh, Everyone who's here knows that they're auditioning for (laughs) a big market team. It's crazy. Yeah, why come here when you know you're going to lose half your guys in the next two years or whatever? Which, I was was actually thinking about this a couple days ago. (laughs) With COVID happening, like, the Bengals have had injury histories when there's not... Yeah. Uh, the Bengals have had an injury history when there's not a pandemic. Right. So with this, with the pandemic, players could drop, like, at just, like, any point in the flies. season. Like, they don't get hurt. Like, come Tuesday, next thing you know, Tyler Boyd has COVID. Like, oh, shit. What if Burrow gets COVID? <clears throat> It'd be just... Yeah, it's a broken heart city. Yeah, it's just a, a it's a recipe for heartbreak. It's a, it's yeah. This season's gonna be, but it's gonna be interesting to see like which players like not like because MLB players are opting out for the season. It'd be interesting to see like what NFL players like opt out of the season. Like be like it's gonna change the whole strategy. It's like yeah. it's it's much different from the NBA. With the NBA, you got. Some kind of wiggle room if your star guys don't want to come in and play or whatever. With the NFL, like a certain one, one person or three specific guys would be like, "Oh shit, we got to go back to the drawing board and yeah, figure out how we gonna run this team now." Because right, I mean, just think with an NFL team, if you're <clears throat> if you're left tackle can't play for a season, it might literally fuck up your whole season. Yeah. Yep, a hundred percent. So it'll be. Very interesting. Yeah. 
it'd be very interesting to see how everything plays out. We're all we're all kind of tired. I know you got to work at like six a.m. Yeah. So we'll we'll wrap up. Uh, plugs. Uh, um, bullshit. Um, predictions and bullshit. What, what's your prediction for the twenty twenty season? I think uh, Ross is going to become the most prolific receiver in the NFL. Very bold. I think I think Ross will be a prolific guy. I think with Burrow, what I've said numerous times, what the advantage that Burrow has over Dalton is Burrow can hit a guy in stride. His deep ball is pretty. And I think if you utilize Ross with his downfield, like if you just give him go routes constantly and just zip it 40 yards downfield, Ross could be like a every, – every so often he'll have like – like more consistently than we realize, he'd have like five receptions for like 150 yards and a touchdown, and that's like a solid fucking season. So I guess my my if I'm going for a full bold prediction, I'm going to say the entire Denver team is going to visit a koala sanctuary, and all of them are going to get chlamydia and play poorly this season. <laughs> yep, I think that prediction is a Drew Lock. I was really going to say something nice about the Bengals before Lloyd said all that. <laughs> what, what's your new no, no. Rami, what's your new bold prediction? My bold prediction is that um, AJ will actually be healthy this season and him and Burrow will really um, put something together. I think Burrow will step up and live up to the hype. I think, he, I think he'll come in and I wouldn't say take the league by storm, but I think he'll step into that role and, and, and be good and What's the what's the new guy that they drafted? The, the T. Higgins. Higgins. I think all three of them will just start clicking, and Ross will come along too. Hopefully, um, if not, and Tyler Boyd will senior. maintain his production level that he's had for the last two seasons. Yeah, and and that's that's well needed. So, um, hey, I'm I'm excited about the Bengals this season, honestly. Yeah. Like, and I know Lloyd's not like still not 100 percent sold on Burrow. I just want to see him play at NFL speed. That's yeah. all. Yeah. That's, that's all I need. Go Broncos! Keep us underrated. Um, don't don't think about us. Don't worry about us. No koala committee. We're not. We're not going to be able to do anything about the season. You guys got <laughs> Philip Lindsay. Something. I of, love that guy. I don't know if he has three down back endurance. I don't know if he does. He will if he's Bluetooth. <laughs> I think he does. Um, I think he's a little. I he think seems he's small. small. I was about to say, but his speed is just so he's necessary for how dude. he runs. Like I would, I can see him putting on some weight, but not too much. I think if he could add like another ten pounds, it's just muscle. He'd be fine. Yeah, I just don't see. I just don't see. I think Phil Lindsay would be phenomenal as like a, a first and second down back. Yeah, I just don't see him having the endurance to like last three more years as a three down back. Yeah. Because think about Todd Gurley. Yeah. He was the three down back for the Rams and one of the best backs in the league. Holy shit, Lloyd, how much did you drink? <laughs> yeah, he's he's uh I, I I think he's gonna have a good season. Um I think they're gonna get another running back to help offset some of those touches for him and like you say, he may end up being a one and two down back and um, I, I think that's what's best for Philip Lindsay because he's yeah. been he's been the workhorse. But he's good in the red zone too. So does he still live with his mom? I think he does. That's such a sweet story. It's like Philip Lindsay is like new in the NFL. He's undrafted. Hometown kid, right out of. The, <laughs> he seems right, like such a nice kid. Right from the area, and uh, 
He hungry, man. That's what I like the oh, most I know. about it. That guy's hungry. But then you got fucking Jerry Judy, who was like predicted to be like a top five pick. Yeah. He ended up slipping to fifteen, which isn't, which still isn't terrible. Hey, we appreciate it. <laughs> However, it happened. Jerry we'll take Judy it. and Cortland Sutton and yeah. Judge Judy, who what? <laughs> yeah. Um, my whole prediction. Uh, I'm just. Um, we're all tired. It's it's midnight. Um, we'll go. After, we'll go into plugs after this, and then say fuck COVID. Um, my whole prediction is that again, I, I, I'm I'm still want to believe that John Ross is worth. I don't. I guess I don't know if he's going to be worth a ninth overall pick. He's he's clearly not like he's shown that he's clearly not like top ten pick worthy but i think he still has value to this team i think he could be like a perfect deep threat third wide receiver that's like a an x factor he'll blow up occasionally when aj green gets double teamed ross can just fucking run straight straight downfield henry in 2005 to me was the best third wide receiver in football well yeah that's, that's what i'm hoping ross could turn into is yeah but without the 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 pickup truck but yeah, stay out of the back of a truck, sir. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, he's also what four foot two, so he's not—he's not gonna fall out. He's oh yeah, fall he's a tiny boy. Um, last thing, um, after all that, plugs. Lloyd, do you have any plugs? Uh, yeah, uh, the Cincinnati Zoo is now open. You might have to go online and reserve a thing, but go like keep those people. I might have to. And uh. Check out the Go Bananas uh, Instagram because they have a. They're still doing Wednesday night. I, I hosted one last last and it uh, was, Wednesday. It, it was great. Thank it was you. fantastic. So yeah, it, even if you can't go there in person, check them out online. Check out the comics. It's something different than what the dumb shit you've been watching. If you're watching, you know, reruns of fucking Riverdale or whatever, just you know, instead of killing yourself, maybe check out. The online, some of the online shows that are that are happening right now because they're really, some have been so good. They've been fun to watch and they're <clears throat> conversational and it's like you're showing more of a human side of the comics rather than just. And everyone's really trying to do the best thing they can. It's yeah. it's it, it's great to watch everyone trying to not give you something inferior, even though you can't be there in person. So please just. Just check it out. Just check it out. Watch. Follow uh, all the local comics we talk about, the Phil Pointers, the John Holmes. the what. See what they're up to. Yeah, and the local podcast, the new Nasty Boys, Rumble Lips. Puzzle Buds. Puzzle Buds. Just the Clip. Um, the Bastard Sermon. I, I don't know. That's not a normal one. We, <clears throat> But what Cody and his boys do on, on, on the Bastard okay. Sermon is it, it's fantastic. It's a great podcast. Fuck yeah. Uh, one I, I, I've recently turned Rami on to is uh, Dan Cummins' Time Suck. Hail Nimrod. Oh, Phil Pointer's a big fan Shout of that. Out Time I, Suck. Yeah, Time Suck's so good. Hail Nimrod, Hail Lucina, the whole <laughs> whatever. Just, Dan Cummins is a good fucking egg. Yeah. Keep, yes, just, was, keep supporting. I like the, him too. Keep supporting guys yeah. that, that, that are really trying to do things. Uh, middle of Somewhere, Chad Daniels and Cy Emerson. If you can tell I heard me something a, funnier that happens every goddamn Monday, 
I would love to know what it is. I, heard I think little, that's the comic I was trying to talk about earlier. Chad Daniels. I, I think it might be. Like, really cold. Like, yeah. I heard a rumor about that podcast is that um, Chad's going to have a new co-host, Kevin Bozeman. Bozeman's... <clears throat> Bozeman is one of those dudes who I try to turn people on to. I drove um, to Indy two weeks ago to see him. So he's so fucking funny. Fucking him, funny. Every year that Bruhaha has been a thing, I always I'll walk away from people. Ran lived with me at one point, and Ran had a set, and Bozeman was on at the tunnel. And I walked away from Rand's set to go see Bozeman's set at the tunnel stage. Yeah. <clears throat> I Bozeman might be one of the most underrated dudes in comedy. He's just beautifully, beautifully fucking funny. He's really funny, and I enjoy him a lot. But, you know, right now, understand that during this thing where, yeah, everybody's off work for whatever... Comics are doing their best to try and still produce content, be there, do something. Check it out. It, it can't hurt to just take a Wednesday night and watch the watch the, watch the Instagram of uh, of the. Like well, I said, the, the one you just hosted, it was fucking hilarious. It was great. Thank you. <clears throat> not, uh, not for you. The other people were great. Uh, right. Thank you, <laughs> uh, Rami. Do you have any plugs? Do you have anything to plug? Uh, I want to plug my older brothers company um i'm kind of helping him get his up and running uh black hearted um it's <clears throat> just uh, umbrella company but he's doing shirts um we also did like a well he did like a small podcast years back but um just trying to you know black-hearted black businesses yeah oh um you can visit uh his instagram at uh deontay gates um, his um, cash app is Paygates513. If you want to get a shirt, you can uh, send the money to him, and he's making drop-offs all day, every day. So it's, Where's the – can you set appointments to get haircuts? And Oh, um, um, <clears throat> shout out my boy Willie Mills. Um, he has a barbershop over in uh, Carthage. Um, I cannot remember the address, but I'll <laughs> – I'll try to forward that to you. Find it on Google. Yeah, um, it's called uh, Royal Cuts. Royal Cuts. Yeah, Royal Cuts. I, Hit I him up. Everyone I've talked to that's been there loves the place. Loves the. Yeah, man, they over there doing their thing. He got nail techs over there. Girls that's also doing hair as well. Um, you can get a massage there. You can get facials there. Um, Support someone yeah, local. Check them out. Yeah, it's not a great time for anybody who has a small business. Try and be there for them. Also, yeah. uh, the Hamilton. The, the bar I live above. Absolutely. Suzanne is so great. She hired my roommate. He works for her now. Yeah, I'm after visiting the Hamilton to. for Taco Tuesday. I'm, I'm hip now. Yeah. I, yeah. My Where buddy do I stay actually up the road uh, in no North uh, College Hill. No and and my, my roommate Dustin is actually cooking downstairs in the Hamilton, and he made me some tacos the other day that were unbelievably great. Fuck they, yeah. They were so good. Mention Lloyd's and, uh, name if you show up. I love something from my buddy Thomas, who I work with. Thomas Claggett, ex- former guest yeah. of the pod. Word of mouth, word of mouth. And, uh, you know, go to everywhere local you can right now because they fucking need it. Yeah. Happy Chicks Bakery. Django Help Tyler, out small businesses. Coffee. Help out a small business. Uh, <clears throat> Burger King. No. <laughs> Puzzle Buddies. 
Fuck you, we like the Bengals. Fuck you, we like the Bengals. Oh, um, they also hit me to, uh, this isn't plugging anybody in really, but uh, the Agave and Rye, Mike, we ordered some of that today, man, so big fan of them. Um, Just try try and be somewhat aware of... Know that TGI Fridays doesn't need you right now. Oh, no. <laughs> I but, waited tables there for like three months. And... But Django Taco needs you right yeah. now. And they're exponentially Django's better. is good, man. Really good tacos so, up there. Wherever you are, look for something local. Look for something who's trying to get through this whole situation. You know what I mean? Any part of the city, any part of wherever you live, there's there's yeah. small businesses that need you right now yep also if you're one of those people who thinks that you shouldn't wear a mask right now wear a goddamn <laughs> either mask. wear a mask or stay or, in the house or wear a bullet or get Put a punched bullet in the face skull. that that's another way yeah. of like they're in slipknot <laughs> stop trying to grocery shop where other people are and, and think you don't have to wear a mask yep like i i i have Severe tactile issues. I, I've literally had scabs behind my ears from adjusting my mask. Rami can attest to this. Yes. It makes me insane. I wear one anytime I'm around other people. I wear one at the gym. If I can if I can manage to take a twenty minute trip through Kroger with a fucking mask on, so can you. And if you can't, understand that you're a piece of shit. Yes. Clearly. Understand you're it's, a bad, my rats. you're a bad person, and if you think this is all a hoax, then the best remedy for that is to get fucked. Talk to me, and I'll reference you to Kyle's Gun Shop in Finneytown, and they can sell you a gun in which to put a bullet through your brain because you're a fucking idiot. Wear a goddamn mask. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. Wear if your you think mask. it's a hoax, you can talk to me, who has gotten COVID. Or uh, Steve, yep. my my buddy Steve, or my his, mother, his still gr- have it. <laughs> his girlfriend oh. <laughs> Stacy, who can no longer taste or smell anything. Alicia, Billy, divorced. One of one of my favorite people in the world. I text Alicia more than I do Billy. And Alicia and I should. shoot the She's... shit all the time. <laughs> I I can't tell you how much I appreciate that she exists. She's so fucking funny. But, you know, my friend's fiance is dealing with, like, severe nerve damage to her hand. She can't taste or smell anything. She's... This virus is real, It's people. fucking real, and it's... It sucks to get. If your non-mask-wearing ass gets my grandparents sick, understand that I will happily murder the Put rest of your family. Put a boot in your ass. <laughs> I'll murder your whole family. Happily, with a smile. Just wear a mask. Just wear the fucking mask. Just wear your mask. mask. It's not an infringement on your freedom. It's not... It's not a slave mask. Yeah, you're not being controlled by the Rothschilds. And if you think it... Again, I'm going to say this, and I mean it with every bit of my sincerity. Also, keep in mind, no one's paying us to say this. Right. We don't work for George Soros. every bit of my sincerity, if you think that it is a... Hoax or conspiracy to wear a mask, then you should probably go ahead and kill yourself. Don't be a dumb Donald. Like it's it's awesome to be dead. Like, if you believe in the whole Jesus thing in heaven and all that, like it's awesome, right? Yeah. So go ahead and just do that and save us the trouble. 
of getting really fucking sick because you won't wear a goddamn mask. Yeah. Wear a fucking mask, you goddamn. Even if you're sick. asymptomatic, wear a fucking mask. <laughs> I don't courtesy. And I'm being an American doesn't protect you from the virus, people. People Say like you're America's an the greatest country in the world, but we also forget that we're also the dumbest. Yes, we are. We are the dumbest country. We're 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 so dumb that we forget. We get so caught up in our own arrogance. We're number one in military spending across the entire globe. We're also number one in human beings locked in cages for the rest of their life. And also number one in for adult human crimes. beings who believe in angels. So if that's where your point of pride is, I i can't stress this enough. Kill yourself. I mean, you're talking to Zach Wycuff here. I love Zach. <laughs> but if he can't understand that wearing a mask is important... No, he wears a mask. Right. I, I know that. That's the only reason I feel comfortable again repeating. Yes. Kill yourself. Just wear a mask. Wear your mask. Save yourself from even having to think about the mask. <laughs> just don't even like don't even let that be part of your life. Just check out now. You're gonna go hang out with Jesus in fucking heaven, Bermuda or whatever. <laughs> You're gonna be on like a a sandals resort or a, a carnival cruise, right? It's awesome after you die. Just if you're not gonna wear the mask. Save the rest of us that trouble and just just die. We're good yep. there. Let's just start there. Let's just, is that too much? Wear your mask. We get the point. Uh, wear a mask. Or I have plugs. You know uh, what kind of plugs? What kind? For the first time since March, I have shows! At Wiley's in Dayton. Yes, I do. I'm going to be doing sets for Rand Barnett. I'm going uh, Sets. I'm going to be doing a set uh, next Friday, the 17th, at Wiley's Comedy Joint. Be doing a spot for Rand Barnaclo, friend of the pod, friend of good, dear friend of Lloyd Johnson's, one of the ex-roommate, one, one of the funniest people you could ever imagine. Just a, uh, uh, one of the the most pinpoint hilarious people. When is it again? Uh, Wiley's Comedy Joint. It's in Dayton. Uh, yeah, he's a comic the, uh, that n- does not have an off switch. No. Santa Barnaclo is always dishing out presents. Yep. He's... Uh, I also have um, the Village Tavern next month. I'll be on that show. With friend of the pod, B.A. Bennett, who is just Just one of the most beautiful people you could ever talk to. He's Um, just... I'll give him a hug. Give his new girlfriend a hug. Yeah, Absolutely. I got one more plug. Um, so next month, I invited my friend Danielle Ruffalo onto this podcast. She's a smart cookie. I met her at UD last year. She runs her own company called Handy Hats, where it's like it's you wear a hat and it's got a little pocket in it, so you can stick like your ID, some money. If, if you need, just if you don't want to stick in your wallet, just like take off your hat, open up the Velcro. It's fucking you got everything you need right there. Do you there. think that people put marijuana in that? I will ask her that. Do you think that would happen? I will absolutely ask her that. Stash uh, spot. But yeah, she's she's new to Cincinnati. She, I saw her to Bengals game last year, and she's smart as fuck. And she runs a good. She does a good thing. It's, it's fucking Alex, awesome. We know you haven't got laid during the pandemic, but yeah, let's. That feels that feels very awkward. But um, <laughs> yeah, have we met? It's, it's I, I know. I, I try to make everything as awkward as I can for you. <laughs> it's <clears throat> I know I should apologize every once in a while, but <laughs> Rami works with me down on a daily basis. 
I'm aware I'm a dick. I know <laughs> what I am. I know who I am. Yes. Like I said, Rami's called me a dream crusher, and it did not hurt my feelings. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, check out those shows. Check out Handy Hats. They got shit on there. Show <laughs> Danny will be on next month. She fucking rules. Um, so, are we going to say fuck COVID? We like the Bengals? Absolutely. All right. Hey, Lloyd. I think we only have one thing left to say. So what we do, what we do is we say, fuck you, COVID-19. We like the Bengals um, at the end. So, Lloyd, I think we only have one thing. Lloyd, Rami, I think we only have one thing left to say. Fuck Fuck you, COVID-19. We like the Bengals. It's a bird. Why, man? Fuck you. We like the Bengals. Bengals.